powered from the Perdomo Cigar Studios on the Black Stage in Indian Trail, North Carolina, and broadcasting live from Corona Cigar World Headquarters in Orlando, Florida, and of course from the Drew Estate Studios in California. It's episode 227 of the Primetime Show. Tonight, we are welcoming back as our special guest, Mr. Jeff Borshowitz. And as always, the Primetime Show is sponsored by Saga Cigars. Delos Reyes introduces another chapter of the saga, the Saga Celez. Celez is a Spanish word that means leisure after work. In the spirit of the standing ideal of owning your own journey and making your own saga, the Saga Celez is the perfect companion to enrich those moments of choice, making them truly yours. The Saga Celez carries a brand of Criollo, Olor and Peloto Cubano wrapped in a selected Ecuador shade claro wrapper that generously delivers with elegance a surprisingly rich and balanced smoke. It's available in three uh, sizes at an affordable price. Ask your retailer for Saga Celez. And by Perdomo Cigars, awarded Nicaraguan Cigar in 2014 by Cigar Journal. The Perdomo 20th anniversary brand has consistently earned the highest scores in the industry and is a top seller in humidors around the world. The Perdomo 20th anniversary blend is offered in three distinct wrappers, a smooth Ecuadorian Connecticut, a rich earthy Cuban seed sungrown, and a dark oily Cuban seed Nicaraguan Maduro. Combining these beautifully bourbon barrel-aged wrappers with thick high priming binder and filler tobaccos gives each blend a balanced complexity with layers of rich flavors and elegant aromas. Perdomo Scott is a family-owned and operated company headquartered in Miami, Florida, with manufacturing and agricultural facilities in Esteli, Nicaragua. Perdomo's highly acclaimed cigar brands include the Perdomo State Selection Vintage, the Perdomo Double Age 12 Year Vintage, Perdomo 20th Anniversary, Perdomo Reserve 10th Anniversary, the Perdomo Abano Bourbon Barrel Aged, Perdomo Lot 23, Perdomo 70, and many more. For great tasting notes and pairing information, check out the new Perdomo website at perdomocigars.com. And of course, we want to mention our friends here at Corona Cigar. At Corona Cigar Company, they take pride in the fact that they are cigar fanatics just like you. That's why you will find the best selection of the rarest and finest premium cigars available anywhere in the world. Plus, they have special limited edition cigars available exclusively to Corona Cigar Company from famous international cigar makers like Padron, Avo, Drew Estate, Arturo Fuente, and many more. Corona Cigar Company has the best cigar selection, the best customer service, and money-saving discount prices. But don't just take our word for it. Forbes Magazine selected Corona Cigar Company as a best of the web. Corona Cigar was voted a top five internet cigar retailer by Smoke Magazine, and Cigar Aficionado wrote, Corona Cigar Company, the largest, best stock cigar shops in America. You can place an order online at coronacigar.com or visit one of Corona's four Central Florida cigar superstores and cigar bars and see for yourself why Corona Cigar Company is the ultimate cigar experience. And finally, we want to mention our friends at Drew Estate. Check out and download the Drew Diplomat app via mobile device. Keep up with everything going on Drew Estate. Experience the subculture that is the rebirth of cigars. It's available on iTunes and Google Play. For more information, check out www.drewdiplomat.com. And always, all, all the live streams of the Primetime Microwave shows is sponsored exclusively by Drew Estate, as well as the California studios for the Primetime Show. Well, welcome, everybody. This is Primetime Episode 227. Today is Thursday, May 12th, 2022. This is Will Cooper. I'm proud to be in Corona Scar headquarters uh in uh the president's office here tonight and they they set me up with this like throne i, I don't know if you i don't know if you can see it a little delay there but we can see but, it we can see yeah, it yeah so jeff put me in this throne here uh which uh i'm kind of honored to be a part of tonight and uh thanks jeff for the accommodations um and thanks for hosting us it's always i look forward to doing this every year 
And I know it's a busy week for you, and uh, it's always it's not taken for granted. That's all right. We uh, we love having you here. You're usually here right before the barn smoker, and uh, you know we got that going on this week. And I always make sure there's time for you, yep. no matter how much is going on. And you deserve to be in the throne here, you know. So we want to make sure Coop feels special. So he's uh he's got the crown going. Yep. Yep. So great. Uh, and by the way, the, the throne feels very, very nice here. Uh, I might have to get one of these for the uh, primetime studios here. Uh, the, the, it is very, very good here. So, uh, but yeah, no, it's great, great to be here. Um, first of all, how you doing? I mean, that's the best way to say. How you everything's great. Yeah. I'm telling you, everything's great. It's very, it's usually stressful coming into Barn Smoker Week, but uh, uh, you know, everything. The weather's perfect. Yeah. Crop looks great. We had no bad. Uh, Bad, bad things coming and you know no hurricanes or tornadoes or hailstorms and stuff so um i'm feeling really good and quite uh sounds crazy but quite relaxed coming into this one even yeah. though we're you know we're doing tons of work but yeah the their, their stress level is way down yeah. i gotta say I, I you know i've come down this time of the year a lot and this is the coolest week that i think i've experienced but it's you know it's been perfect well, it's, it, I think it's supposed to be 92 degrees, but it's been a little dry. So that's why it doesn't feel last quite night as it was, bad. Last night, it seemed like it got down to like in the high 60s. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it got, it, for some reason, uh, last couple of nights has dropped a little low. But yeah. during the day, for anybody coming to the bar and smoker, just make sure you bring yourself some uh, sunscreen. And yeah, it will be, uh, it, it'll be toasty. It always is. Uh, it unpause the recording. That's okay. That's okay. We have. All right. We, we have had. Anyway. To, that's okay. You had to pause that recording. Yeah. I told him we had the Ministry of Truth yeah. listening. I didn't want them <laughs> yeah. interrupting this broadcast. Yeah, Aaron, go you, blank. That's you guys, why. Do you guys see if we're showing up on the on the screen at all? We are, right? Yeah. 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 You're, okay. you're on. It's not shifting on here on here for some reason tonight, but I think okay. it's because of the two microphones. Yeah, okay. it's good. Yeah, let me make sure the geo tracker's off my phone, Coop. I tell you, it might be too close to your computer. <laughs> Yeah, but Jeff, <laughs> um, you know, so Jeff, one thing is I want to I want to start with the farm tonight. Right. Is it how close are we to the 10 year anniversary of the farm? Is, are we at 10 years? That's interesting. You brought that up because yeah. somebody was asking about it. Uh, I think someone was making a delivery at the farm and he's like, man, how long have you been, been growing tobacco out there? So actually 2013. So we're at nine years now. So next year will be uh, will be 10. And it, it you know, it. The older you get, quicker uh, time flies by. Yeah. And so uh, it doesn't necessarily feel like it's been 10 years. Yeah. But when you look at the progress we've made and a lot of different things that we, you know, over 10 years that we've done, that you, you, then you can yeah. see it's been 10 years. I mean, you don't, yeah. uh, you know, you start adding a building here and the fence here and all this other stuff. So anyway, yeah. Um, but we're next year is it. Yeah. So that's good. That's, yep. a, that's a big accomplishment for you. What's like the biggest lesson you've learned maybe over this period, you know, as you approach the 10 years, what's the biggest lesson of owning a farm? Um, work, work, work with the problems instead of uh, uh, necessarily fighting against it. Cause work with, with, with what you can control. Um, you know, I, I don't have the same pressures as the typical farmer, whether, you know, there's a lot of stress on America's farmers. Um, and it's always financial and, you know, you got to worry, but there's so many things that can go wrong with whatever you're growing. Yep. It doesn't matter what it is. Like right now, there's like 37 million, uh, chickens and turkeys that have been killed in the last 90 days in the United States due to a, a bird flu that's going. Um, so 
uh, you're going to see sh chicken shortages and egg prices skyrocketing. But uh, those are things that, you know, you, you, that happen right. and you can't control them. Right. right. So when it, and so we, you know, for a, for a, a farmer, if they don't have, even if they do have like crop insurance and stuff, sometimes it, it's not enough to cover what their, what their costs were. Right. So there's always that pressure, but for us, the biggest thing, like I said, is we'll just, we'll just figure it out, work through it. Um, the biggest challenge right now is labor. Mm -hmm. uh, every industry in America is having problems and Central America too. We're having problems with labor. Um, so it doesn't matter if you have a bank, a restaurant, retail store, or farm, it's a problem. So we just, uh, we'll, we'll work through it. And fortunately, we're, you know, our, our, our livelihood or farm doesn't doesn't hinge on that right let's say you know you, you've heard of people have planting crops of you know cabbage or tomatoes or potatoes and they're rotten in the field because they right. don't have anybody to, to harvest them so you know that's that could happen to us with our cigar tobacco right um i don't think it will but but also we have a small crop right now because of, for for the barn smokers more of a more of a, a show crop to right. show people what we do but um you know if we come into the fall and find there's like nobody to do it well we will cut way back on how much we plant you just right. don't have a choice so that's one of the things i learned is that um you know you know we we've had hailstorms before we've had you know accidents happen where we sprayed herbicide Remember on that farm. one here. Yeah. yeah and uh you just kind of learn to work through it you know mm -hmm. you start over plant again keep moving forward so so i think that's the biggest lesson in the last 10 years because when you first start out you're trying to find a solution for everything. And uh, there's sometimes things it's like mother nature works in its own little way here yep. and just kind of roll with it. Yep. I uh, totally get that too. How much time are you spending out at the farm right now with, with everything going on? Uh, Cause you have a lot of different like enterprises, but how much are you spending out there? A lot more now, but that's because of the labor shortage. Right. Um, in the last year. So what's interesting, but here's the other thing too. And I say, go with the flow. When we started the farm in 2013, America was in a totally different place. Uh, we, you know, we were just coming out of the, hot, the, the housing crisis, which caused the, the economic collapse in 2008. Right. That unemployment situation drug on for years. So when we started the farm, there were people literally coming to work, uh, you know, with day labor and doing that to get their lights, their power turned back on right. their house or get their phone bill paid. So... We, we were able to provide jobs when there were no jobs uh, or they were very difficult to right. find. And so it was not hard to get labor then. Um, but of course, now it's the exact opposite situation. So, um, you know, things like I said, but in my opinion, everything comes in cycles. Right. Next year, we may be in the exact same situation where, you know, the economy collapses and you have people that are looking for work because they're fixing to have their power turned off. Right. Who knows? But that's, you know, that's the cycles that we'll, we work through. Yeah. I mean, when you have to hire workers, I mean, it's not like you just put a, an ad on Craigslist or whatever, right? It's, a, it's, a, it's still a specialized skill to some extent that you need to Well, you, you have to. And that's why I have to be there more now than in the past, because you have to be able to train when you're dealing with, uh, let's say, the typical farm industry. You know, Florida and California are your two uh, largest vegetable growing states, which, which require 
a lot of hand labor to harvest. You got to hand labor, you know, tomatoes, oranges, things like that, bell peppers, all that stuff has to be picked by hand. So uh, they have big harvesting crews that come through. These guys are on something usually called H2 visas. They come from Central America. Mm -hmm. They, you got to pay for that visa and they need work with a crew that yep. basically goes across the country. But the thing is with those guys, like when they come to a watermelon field, they'll clear it in a day. And you better have a lot of them too, because if you're small, then it's not worth them right. doing your place. So that is a different type of, that's the way most agriculture is. But when you're dealing in cigar tobacco, it's a 60 day crop. And so, and you can't just run through a field and clobber it. You can up in Connecticut with the, with the, the stock cut stuff. Whenever uh -huh. you do right. stock. Because you're cutting the whole. That's right. Yeah. Stock cut tobacco can be harvested that way. You'll see the bus, you'll see 60 workers. Yeah. They'll come out next, you know, by the end of the day, there's 50 acres of tobacco gone. Right. But that's because they go, th go through it, chop it, spear it, put it on the tractors, run it to yep. the barns. Well, when you're doing Cuban seed tobacco, like we do, you got to prime it. And that's not, it's just, it doesn't work that way. You can't bring in a, a bus of people and knock it all out. Yeah. It just doesn't work that way. Um, that's why actually up in Con Connecticut, when they were growing uh, shade, that's why they had housing on the farm for them. They'd bring people in from Jamaica and they'd li literally live there yeah. for the next uh, two, three months. Um, and then after that, they move on to do some apples and things like that. But it was, you know, it was a different thing. So, uh, uh, but again, we're a, we're a micro uh, farm. So it's a, just a different, it's, it's just trying to keep that little bit of history going um in a in a modern world yep and uh we're actually it's a 20 acre farm mm -hmm. and we're smoking tonight the 20 acre farm uh cigar um I, yeah i gave you a belly coast so that's yep. what i've got two yeah i got the belly this yep. is this is the exclusive size that you have yeah mm -hmm. um so let's kind of go back let's talk about how this project came about so um originally we have the florida sun grown that's the one with the emerald green emerald yep. band on it uh that it's made by Drew Estate. It was distributed by Drew Estate. And that is now an exclusive through Corona Cigar. Um, Jonathan, the team at Drew Estate, Willie, we wanted to come up with a with a, a different version that's more of a mild to medium cigar. Mm -hmm. That is a broader, that's the biggest, that's the biggest segment of the right, industry. Right. We all know that. Yep. So yep. we wanted to take an expression of the FSG tobacco. And also remember, Drew Estate's heavy on, on, on uh, Maduro cigars. Right. Very. You know, Liga Pravada, Undercrown, everything you do is pretty much is right. a lot of broadleaf and a lot of uh, uh, Maduro cigars. So Jonathan's like, you know, we want to come up with a, a nice expression with an Ecuadorian shade cigar. And uh, Willie went to work on blending it. And he, man, he did a really, really good job on this. Um, FSG tobacco is strong. So, you know, you, when you blend it, um, you got to kind of tone it down with some other tobaccos to right. get it where it's, where it's it, right. like this flavor profile. It's, it's kind of easy to make it a little stronger. Um, but this this complexity, of, we, we want it very flavorful, um, you know, not just a straightforward, like a Dominican Olor type of cigar, right. but something that has some character to it. And uh, this is the Florida, you know, the Florida version of that type of, of uh, milder right. Ecuadorian shade cigar that's... Uh, good for you know whether you're just starting out or just people that like the you know model medium strength of a cigar right now some of the the store exclusives you have with the fsg i think mm -hmm. from david are connecticut shade with with this Am I yeah right but they're stronger and also like aganorsa yeah. too aganorsa makes uh, our corona 20th anniversary mm -hmm. uh and 10th anniversaries with the it's got fsg in it and uh 
you know, Aganor said tobaccos are strong. That, yeah. So when you're working, here's the thing, when you work with each factory, each factory has their, their giant inventory of tobaccos right. and they're different, yep. whether it's at Davidoff, whether it's Drew Estate, whether it's JC Newman or Aganor. So they're all, they all have a different, you know, inventory of tobaccos. Um, so with Aganorsa, you know, their tobaccos are what they grow. And, right. And their, uh, our tobacco seed is the brothers and sisters of their tobacco seeds. Yep. That's where I got my original seeds from, was from Eduardo. So uh, when they blend the cigar, it's a little harder to make, make a mild cigar. You know, we have an Ecuadorian shade one with them, um, but it's, it's not going to be as not gonna be as mild right and like uh jc newman has uh did our corona 25th anniversary with fsg because you remember they they sort through all of our all of our uh tobacco pull the wrappers right. and those become the americans made yep. in tampa but also uh anything doesn't grade out to wrapper we have them pull some aside to make our corona, corona 25th out right. of their out of their factory it makes the brick houses in uh, nicaragua so right. i like working with respectable cigar makers uh cigar factories that have you know great inventories of tobacco um and and people that uh, people that you can trust you know what i'm saying because right. this is a uh this is a you know it's not like you're running a hey here's a contract to make this corona 25th it just doesn't kind of work that way yep. it's like hey man let's work on a cigar and we, you, know, you come up with the packaging and the marketing stuff order and uh and they create we sell it we you know when we we ship the tobacco there so i like dealing with uh you know family companies are the best too because mm -hmm. they're um they tend to be more stable right. you don't have a you, you know you know you're not dealing with a different person every yep. every three years and so uh so anyway um we're we're fortunate to and actually the cigar industry is is fortunate that we have a lot of family-owned companies because yeah. it's much easier to navigate and work with those in yeah. my opinion otherwise you know you get into the when you get to the bigger ones that you know things have to oh it's got to be run through legal first and this that and the other and you know it's just yeah. anyway yeah it takes a year to do something could be done in two days well, i know i know i see that on the press end too yeah uh, like a lot of people say well some of these bigger companies they can't get something out as fast because it has to run through legal yeah because they gotta you know they yeah. gotta check every yeah. word make sure it's politically correct yep. and everything else and it's like come on man let's just yeah. anyway but you've built some strong partnerships i think with these companies over the years uh you know they were doing cigars for you even before you were doing fsd mm -hmm. a lot of these companies so uh, it's good to see them kind of work with that as well. And you mentioned a JC Newman 25th. So that's, again, it's just, it's using the, it's using a wrapper on that, right? No, no, the wrappers only go on the American. It's only going on the American. So, but when, listen, like, it, you know, this is, I'm going to borrow this saying from Steve Saka. It's like, you know, when you have tomatoes, you know, not every tomato is going to be something that you can have a, a, a tomato caprice from a Morton Steakhouse. You know what I mean? You're going to have some, they're going to be ketchup. Yeah. So that you're going to have filler in, and Eduardo, from day one, you know, remember, I, Eduardo, I leaned on for most of the, I don't want to call it inspiration, but a lot of the technical advice of growing tobacco. Um, and he's like, Jeff, do you always want to try and grow wrapper? Because when you grow wrapper, you get filler. If all you want, if all you ever do is try to grow filler, you're never going to have a wrapper. So that's, you know, that's yep. what we strive for. You try to hang up perfect leaves. And even if you hang every leaf in the barn, that's perfect it's not going to be perfect after it goes through, you know, packaging, shipping, unpacking, uh, you know, rehumidifying it, bulking it up and everything else. Every step of the way yeah. that hands touches cigar or right. tobacco. Yeah. Leaves get broken. That's just the way it is. So, yeah, I can imagine. Like, it was funny. Cause I went to, when I went to 
one of the factories for the first time. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to break the leads. They said, and they, that's the first thing. They said, don't worry about it. We, we have more leads broken than going to happen on this tour. Yeah, that's because you're on a tour. If you're working there, they're not going to say that. No, they're like, <laughs> they're going to be like, man, you better start being more gentle with that tobacco or else you're going to be in a different department. Uh-huh. And, yeah. that, and that's why normally they have women doing the, uh, you know, you see them. When you see, when you see them literally sorting tobacco and they're unfolding those leaves yeah. and, and laying them out, it's almost all women. Yeah. And that's because you've got to be gentle with it because while you're taking that tobacco and you're doing that, if you just do it, the, you know, just a little too hard, yeah. it breaks, yeah. you know? And honestly, when it comes to, when it comes to like FSG tobacco, that's a, it's a dollar a leaf. It's how expensive it is. And Connecticut shade from Connecticut was that price too. Oh yeah. So when you tear it, think about that. That's a buck, two bucks, three bucks. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. So, so that's why it's, uh, um, you know, you got to take care of it. Yeah, no, that's true. That's true as well. Um, so, you know, when 20 acre farm came out, um, uh, it was announced too that FSG was going back to being, it started out as an exclusive. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then it went national, uh, feelings on that. Is it, was it just kind of what was, the well, rush? was it because of production? Was it because of maybe the brand? I, well, what I think is the, uh, the packaging of the 20 acre farm is over the top. Oh, they did a great job on and, this. And, also it wasn't just thrown together as far as like a marketing plan right these guys at drew estate are very sophisticated on what they're doing with their marketing right you know you see the freestyle live events you see the sweepstake stuff the bitcoin stuff that Mm -hmm. they gave away the the mystery uh cigar let's say right the incredible swag that they're doing yep the each month they're focusing on a brand um they are really professionals at their game yeah. when it comes to marketing and, and branding. Right. And so that's one of the, one of the benefits that 20 year farm has now that when FSG came out, it was, you know, we just wanted to bring the market. Right. And so that, that's one of the, 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 the great strengths of Drew estate. Yep. And so that's why um, it, you know, it's, it's, it's positioned as a luxury brand and it looks, uh, it looks the way it should. Yeah. I mean, this does, and this really does look like a luxury mm-hmm. cigar. Yeah. Um, the I cedar got, wrap. It, it's probably the most impressive packaging I've seen George State do in a long time. Yeah. Um, not knocking that package, but this, this one I thought was the most impressive that they've done. And that was the idea to, yeah. to make it different in the portfolio yeah. of Drew Estate cigars. Yeah. Cause you know, you have subculture studios where Drew Estates, you know, has more of the, the Brooklyn right. feel to it, the graffiti feel to it. And then Liga, Liga Pravada has its own look and right. feel uh underground has its own look and yeah. feel so this was intentionally yeah designed to look yeah i mean look at acid that you got you know there's a big broad spectrum it, yeah just it's a big company yeah. so it's good to have a big portfolio yeah. of different different cigars and packagings and and, and feel for yeah the different markets yeah yeah i actually say underground 10 had a really good packaging yeah too um, but yeah, they, they did a nice job with this. Now, when the whole thing happened with Freestyle Live, did they come to you saying, hey, Jeff, we have this, we're going we're gonna to make this the next Freestyle Live cigar? Is it something like, hey, how about we make this the next Freestyle Cigar? How did that come about? Um, I, I don't actually remember. All I know, the biggest takeaway from Freestyle Live was is you can't tell anybody. That was the big deal. <laughs> that, okay? yeah. 
Yeah. By the way, this this one leaked out a bit. I heard the last one, but uh, the first one didn't. But I didn't hear the official. But a couple of people told me it leaked out. Yeah. No one and their brother knew what FSG that the, the twenty acre farm was. Yeah. Oh. And that and that yeah. was really good. Yeah. But also, I think what kind of helped is because COVID had people that weren't on the road. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So loose lips sink, sink ships there, yeah. but they were held in port. So so they were. Uh, um, that kind of helped. But we. But that was. Uh, that was the big deal that yep. we we um, had it under wraps and um, it was very successful, uh, yeah. you know, because Drew Estate's a big company. We're a big company. There's a lot of staff, a lot of employees. Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, you, you guys are always trying to fish around for stuff. Yeah. But, but as, as Iron today, I asked Joe, hey, Joe, what's the cigar? Night? He wouldn't tell me. I mean, he yeah. would not even give me a... <laughs> Well, and if he gives me a hint, it's a false hint yeah, every yeah. time. So yeah. they can't yeah. tell you. That's yeah. part of the deal. Yeah, no, he uh, he's he's tight lipped on. But it must have been cool watching like people smoking this and and look, there were a couple of people that did say maybe it was FSG tobacco. And look, I was as far off as I could have been guessing what that cigar was. Kevin's the one that pinned it. He he pinned the one tonight, I think too. Yeah, he's got a he's yeah. got a good good palate on picking out what they are. Yeah. So uh, yeah, yeah, he. he so I was impressed with yeah, that. Yeah, it. Uh, but no, and then it was like I said. It. Um, I actually, I think the cedar sleeve was a really nice touch on that cigar too. Um, because again, you see, it's a, it's a, it's a naked cigar in the pack, and it's amazing when you put a band and a cedar sleeve on it. How that cigar just now suddenly, like, look, this is something that you could put in a in a high end store now, and and right next to your Davidoffs, and no one's gonna blink an eye on that. What was funny is I never saw the freestyle live pack. Yeah. And you know, Coop was asking me, so I never, I never actually even saw the cigars that were in it. So, um, cause they, they were, I don't remember how many we got. It wasn't a ton and they were sold. And so I never, I never saw them. I never smoked them. Of course, before that, you know, smoking the sample blends yeah. and stuff, but I never actually yeah. saw the, the freestyle right. live cigars. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. They went to the customers yeah. just like this one too. We, we sold out of these pretty quickly when they came yeah, in. Yeah. I mean, the customers like it. I could say that they like, I think they feel really included. Um, and, I, and it, it's kind of fun for them. For guys like us, we're frustrated. Like, just tell us what it is, right? No. I get, but but I get it, you know. And so you and I are smoking, and I'm gonna I'm gonna say I think you're a Bellicoso fan because I've seen you have a lot of. And this is uh, the Bellicoso uh, in the FSG that's for your store. I've always been a Bellicoso yeah. fan. You know what? The one of my favorite Bellicosos that I wish I would have put some boxes away. Right. Back in 1998, I think it was, when Nick Perdomo came out with the La Tradition, it was a box press bellicoso. It had a rosado wrapper on it. It was very red. And, man, I love that cigar. Yeah. And I love the way it looked. I love the way it feel. And uh, I've always been a fan of them. Yeah. And, 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 you know, I just think they're a, they're a you know, like a sexy shaped cigar. It just looks, it looks. Special. And when they're made right, they're really good. I mean, because I, I was. I think Perdomo makes a very good bellicoso. This is a very well-constructed bellicoso. Yeah. And I think it's more fun to, to clip a bellicoso, too. Yeah. You hit the cutter on it, you snip, and it's like... Snip, yeah, yep. we, heard, we were talking about I that. Think I think it's nicer to cut yeah. it versus when, you know... But yeah. anyway, I, listen, I smoke all cigars, but I do I, I do like the way... Yeah, I've, I've noticed some of the Davidoffs you've gotten over the years, and it's the bellicoso yeah. size. I think yeah. they look I think they look yeah, special in a box. Right. So, no, that's good. Uh, yeah, that's good. Um and um, I like the seven by fifty-four, and um, I'm curious to see how it's going to smoke through the seven inches. Sometimes the seven inches does one out of steam, so we'll see what happens. But uh, I'm confident; I'll have some confidence. These here. stay pretty consistent from the time you light it up till you're finished. Yeah, this is not a roller coaster type of cigar. Right. 
uh, and it wasn't designed to do that because uh, let me explain why that's that is there's a um, sometimes like like when you spoke smoke like a Davidoff special R that thing looks mild when you start it off well, as mild, yeah. that thing kicks my ass by the time I'm done. Yeah. It's like I'm spinning. It's, it's more stronger than you think. It is. It's way me, stronger. Yeah. And so so I didn't want it to be, uh, uh, you know, that surprise at the end where you're like head spinning. So it's like our like our, our Davidoff Tampa cigars, a super mild cigar from start right. to finish. It was designed that way just because, uh, you know, it's, uh, I don't want to get knocked over. Whereas what's interesting is our Corona 20th anniversary Davidoff cigar. That thing will kick your ass at the end too. That's a stronger cigar. Yeah, I agree. Good. I agree. Yeah, that. You light it up and you're like, oh yeah, this is cool. I can handle it. By about time yeah. you're at the end, it was like, whoa. Yeah. So yeah. So uh, so this one wasn't this wasn't meant to be that kind of cigar. Yeah. You know, because there are some. Here, here's what I find as a retailer too. Um, there are some Nicaraguan and Honduran, uh, Ecuador or Connecticut shade cigars that that do start out mild and then really kick up. And I don't think that's the, I mean, that's good for like the nerd, the, the, you know, guys that really right. are into the nuances of that. But if you give it to the average guy, yeah. it, it's, it's not what they're yeah. looking for. You know what I'm saying? Cause yeah. if they want a strong cigar, they tell you, right. you know, they, but they pick it up and they think it's, you know, mild and creamy. Next thing you know, they're hugging a toilet. Right. Right. Is 20 acre from like, obviously it's a significant milestone with a national release, but is this kind of another milestone where went out another kind of checkbox for FSG tobacco where, hey, we, we can do an FSG blend that's on the milder side of the spectrum right now? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. That was the idea. Yeah. And, and see, the thing is, the reason I think Kevin was able to get figure out was in the cigar, too, is if you smoke the farm rolls, uh-huh. you smoke the FSG farm rolls, that's where you really pick up the, the, yeah. the aroma and taste of the tobacco. And then you can and then you can peel it out of us once you right. once you put it in a cigar you can kind of taste it. Yeah. So, um, you know that's that's it, it. It's when you have Cuban seed tobacco too. Remember, Cuban seed tobacco is just not mild. It right. is what the, the buttery, creamy cigar right. tobacco is Dominican olor, which I love. Right. But that's what makes a, you know a macanudo or any mild Dominican cigar taste like that right. Dominican olor. And right. so. Um, but you, when, for example, like if you get uh, Piloto Cubano from from Dominican Republic, it's 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 strong, and any and and everybody in Nicaragua is using Cuban seed tobacco. Exactly. So yeah. that's why you don't have that creamy, mild Nicaraguan Nicaragua tobacco. Is, it doesn't yeah. exist, right? Right. So anyway, so that's the thing. Uh, FSG is not going to be that that flavor either. But yeah. You can blend it, bring it down. Yep. Yep. No, that's a that's that's really good right now, um, and um. Let me ask you back to the FSG. Just, I got a question just on the on the core FSG, the first FSG. But would you ever maybe say, "Hey, Drew State, let me distribute this nationally"? Um, probably not. And the only reason being is, um, it's that's not my cup of tea. Mm-hmm. It's uh, um, yep. I'm 53 years old and right. uh, always right. interested in new projects or ventures, but that's just not one that I like doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to go to the IPCPR or PCA show, whatever it is. I want to be able to go and leave when I want. When you're in that, that whole thing where you're working, you know, you, you, you got a brand and you're having to yeah. do the events and travel and all that stuff. It's just not my uh, calling. But you were great the year you did the FSG station at, at IPCPR. I mean, I, I, Aaron and yeah, I were but remember, 
I was in Drew Estate's booth. Remember, they're the ones that yeah, set up. I know. And they're the guys do, so they do all that. Yeah, it's a big difference. Yeah, but when yeah. you do it on your own, yeah, you're you're you know you're setting up. Yeah, you're breaking down. You got all those, there's yeah. a lot that goes into putting yeah. up a, a successful show. Yeah. So working a booth like at Drew Estate booth, that's one thing, but actually doing it, you know, being your own, uh, you know, Alec Bradley or Rocky Patel yeah. Cigar Company, it's just not the. Um, it's not my passion or yeah. calling. Yeah, no, I could get that. I could see that as well. But like I said, anyone can get this cigar. They can go to coronacigar.com and get it. So, yes. I mean, you, so it's a, it's it's available yeah. mm -hmm. to everybody. So that's yeah. and it's accessible, which is yes. good. Yeah, yeah, because it is a good, it is a very good uh, line, and uh, it's kind of one that grew on me over the years too, for sure. So I'm happy it's continuing in some form. And I, what better place it's, than right it's here? It's continuing in the exact same form. Yeah, we just got a huge shipment in too, yeah. and it's been. Uh, you know, we had it on back order for a while too, because you know, during COVID, you had Drew Estate was backed up on a lot of stuff. Yeah. You know, and they had new projects. We had a lot of, you know, they got a little, a lot of buns in the oven. That yeah. They were oh, cooking. definitely. So, so, um, you know, everything's, uh, I'm, I'm super happy. That's good. That's good to hear. Very good. Um, you know, there's a bunch of other FSG projects. Mm -hmm. Um, you got going on. now. One you talked about last year, and I just want to see if, if there's any more. The Monte Cristo project. Yeah, that's that's coming too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. So that should be coming out um, hopefully this year. But here's the thing. I don't pressure these guys. Right. Meaning that, you know, packaging has been a challenge for them. If I, if we see that they're backordered on right. certain products of their own, do I want to be a pain in the ass and, hey, man, right. when's this going to get done? When's this going right. to get done? When, when Raphael has it ready to go, yep. it'll be here. Yeah. And so um, that's going to, that's happening so um that's great news yeah so that's definitely happening but it's you know fuente uses that saying you know never they don't rush the hands of time yeah and i find in this listen in the cigar business i guess when you're starting out and your entire business depends on a factory shipping new cigars it's a different scenario yeah right we're not in that boat right so when the guys have it ready we don't rush them because let me tell you what happens you rush them mm -hmm. That's how you get cigars that arrive and they still taste like paint. Yes. Because the boxes weren't full, you know, the varnish wasn't fully dried before they put them in them or something. That's how these little right. things, seriously, it happens, right? Or that's how you get a cigar that, you know, is 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 moldy under the cellophane because it didn't have time yeah. to, to dry, yeah. you know? So don't, you know how it works. If you pressure somebody, sometimes they'll they'll yeah. do things that, that shouldn't have, They'll be like, hell, you rushed me. That's what yeah. happened. Yeah. Let's just, when when they got it done, it'll be ready. Yeah. I mean, Aaron and I, I know Aaron, I'll, I guess I can speak for you here. We've seen a lot of that in the last, you know, couple of years for sure of stuff on the yeah. market. It's just been, it's not just, it's a lot and it's from people you wouldn't expect to, to see it from. Well, that's because their, their company depends on those brands being done too. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. so there's different challenges there. But, you know, I, I started in the business during the boom. And that is when I remember it like yesterday, getting boxes that literally open them up and the cigar smelled and tasted like a aerosol can of spray paint. Yeah. And, and you can't yeah. get it out of it. Right? Yeah. And then I also remember this was kind of cool, though. I wish we still had this. That was uh, there was a brand called V Centennial from from Pedro Martin. Right. And uh, they were made by Placentia. And you crack that box open. And half the time, the cigars would stick to the lid <laughs> because of the cedar oh. sap coming out of the wood. Wow. Now, 
it wasn't cool because right. when, for the customer because the, the, there'd be sap all over the right. all over the uh cellophane but man it smelled good i mean it was like <laughs> it was like because that was the real cedar yeah. and it was all yeah. sappy yeah. so it was like a, a, a it unless you've ever experienced it i'm telling you it was such a good smell but um but at the same time it was you know um it's that's that's not very good for boxes of cigars on the shelf and half of them are sticking to the lid but no but it, that that ha- that was what life was like in 96 and 97 yeah. um you know and so so yeah we don't want to do that again no it, no exactly exactly true for sure um one of my favorite fsg projects was the davidoff limited that came out a couple of years ago any chance we're going to see that one again um, I never say never. So who knows? Okay. You know, who knows? If you, if you want to, you know, tell them I requested it. Yeah. You know, yeah. It was a good, it was really yeah. good. That cigar. I would love to have another, yeah. uh, run of Davidoff yeah. cigars, like the Florida selection and others. Um, yeah. so you never know, you yeah. know, things, who knows? Yeah. I would love to see that again. Yeah. I still have a few boxes. Trust me. I stuck them in there. Yeah. It, it's, um, it, it was really good. Yeah. Um, it was a good expression. I thought it was, it, but it, it was a black and they did a black label yes. on it which I thought was perfect for that, you know, for yeah. that. Right now, what I've been doing is that the, the guys here, there's a group of people uh, at Corona that call themselves the Coronians, and they raise a lot of money for a police athletic league here in Orange County. And so they'll do, this is funny, they'll do like a fundraiser right here in the, in the parking lot on the side of the store, and they'll raise like fifteen, twenty, thirty thousand dollars. Oh wow! Just in the damn parking lot right there. And so, you know, I always crack out a box of the, 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 the Davidoff Florida selections and right. put them in there and, yeah, and donate that for them and, and raise some money because there's one of the guys that really loves them. So, um, but yeah, I kind of use it right now just to for more yep. charity kind yep. of stuff. Yep. So, this you don't have to answer a brand. This it doesn't have to be a brand as the answer to this or a company. It could be anything. You're doing a lot with FSG tobacco right now. Mm -hmm. What's on your bucket list that you haven't done yet? Uh, My bucket list is very clear. Uh, I would love to do a cigar with Hirochi Rabani that's made in Cuba with his tobacco as well. Now, let me explain why. Okay. Florida, um, I, I was fortunate enough to attend the Habanos festival several years ago. And, uh, I always knew about the, uh, Florida, its relationship to cuba right and especially tampa's relationship to cuba um when cuba was going through its revolution against spain it was the cubans in tampa that that convinced congress to to get involved in in that war uh so we call it the spanish-american war but it was really the 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 cuban right uh, their, their libertad so the and they still teach this history in Cuba that it was the 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 U.S. and the Tampa Cubans that were were instrumental in this, and there was a lot of tobacco trade. I mean, that was there was Cuban tobacco coming into Florida uh, to to supply the cigar factories in Tampa. And um, matter of fact, as the war progressed, the farmers could tell there's the you know things you know it's like Ukraine and and Russia right now. You, you can't plant crops when things are going haywire. Yep. So what they did is in, in, in Tampa um, needed Cuban tobacco to survive. Right. Uh, in, in Florida, because there was a lot of Florida Cuban tobacco blends. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so um, 
when I was down at Habanos Festival at the uh, factory that's, it actually says on the factory, uh, they call it the, the H. Upman factory and or La Corona factory. Right. But actually, what's on top of the factory says it's Quest Array, which is very odd. Interesting, yeah. So on the on you know on, on those old buildings, yeah. like hundred year old buildings, that's it, up on the very top. This is Quest Array. So anyway, inside that, this is a factory they take tourists to and stuff. And there's a Casa de Habano shop. Right. Well, I took a picture, and right on the wall was a picture, and it was Tampa and Havana. It was a brand of cigars they made. That they made there, it was a Cuban brand. That was made with Tampa, Florida tobacco, and Havana tobacco. Interesting. And so, um, Hirochi is a lot like me as far as uh, a cigar tobacco guy. Right. And and the reason I say that is that there's a lot of guys in the industry that that grow tobacco, but aren't the guys that actually do the work in the fields. Right. In Cuba, if you're a tobacco farmer, you do the work in the fields. Oh, yeah. Okay. And so every step of that process um, of growing tobacco, he knows how to do yeah. and does, right. right? And so we both get our hands dirty and respect each other when right. you know, for, for, sure. for that. And so I would love to have uh, a cigar, a farm roll, right. a farm roll made at Hirochi's uh, house, factory uh-huh. farm, whatever with uh, FSG in it. And the reason I say that is because it would be uh, something, you know, bringing just the, the, it really the brings the history back of it. Yeah. History back yeah. and, and be able to do it legally too. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. Be able to do it yeah. legally. Cause then it would be like, wow, that's really cool. Yeah. Do I think it'll ever happen? Probably not. Right. Could it be done illegally? Sure. But do I think it would ever happen? Uh, I don't know, but if it does, I think that would be really cool. Right. Because that's the one missing that's the uh, one missing piece of history as far as a cigar blend yeah. that's not uh, really there. Yeah. Um, but there is one very close to it, and that's the Finca Santa Fe FSG. I just picked a couple of those up tonight. Actually, <laughs> so yeah, that would I be just... that would be the that would be the closest to that. Yeah. But uh, as far as that that history coming full circle, right. but if it was uh, done out of out of Cuba and imported into America with with the FSG on the box and all that other stuff, that would be cool. Right. So, and, yeah, and, and by the way, yeah. it's not necessarily um, impossible because you did see what Drew Newman did about uh, yeah. with his factory and then and, and well, that was what I was Cuba. just going to go with that. Yeah. yeah is, so, is there a shot that some of that pre-embargo stuff could could maybe make yeah. it into a very limited release? And and but Drew with his. Uh, with his knowledge of, of how governments work, um, it's he may actually, if, if it's ever done for historical purposes. Well, he purposes, was trying, yeah, he said he was looking at some options with that. Yeah. yeah. So if if anybody has the the time and the, because uh, I can't deal with governments, I just get frustrated, yeah. but Drew can. He's got yeah. the patience and me, it's like, oh, dude, anyway. Right. Right. I'm the guy that totally agrees with, uh, you know, from the government and here to help that's an oxymoron but anyway yeah it's funny because i had a question about drew a little later i'm going to pull it up right now so um about a year ago i was here and you and i were talking about what the newmans were doing and you mentioned the what they're gonna do with the hotel tonight i remember you mentioned Mm -hmm. it yeah uh now it's now it's now it's happening jeff and it looks like they're you know 
I think it's gonna be a little longer than a timetable. It always it, is. It's gonna take a while for but, sure. But yeah, so give me some of your thoughts. Then I guess you could talk a little more open about some of the thoughts with this right now. I think it's a really cool thing. I think it's a cool thing, but I in, in, in and I told Eric and Drew I said I because they walked me through that place. Now you haven't been in it. I'm telling you, this place is like it's a wreck. Yeah. Meaning Eric and I are walking. I'm like Eric, this is dangerous. This floor could collapse. Right. The second floor. I'm serious. It's crumbling concrete and. I said, you know, we need to be careful here with this, this, this shit's going to fall down. And so um, it's going to require, you know, just leaving four walls standing and going from there. Yeah. Not only gutting, but I'm talking about new floors, new ceilings, new 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 everything, new structure. Yeah. So that is going to be incredibly expensive. Yep. But uh, I believe um, Drew has, he's got a vision, right? right? In... I think that the economics of the, the cigar factory tours and all that work out. Right. Will the economics of the, of the hotel side work out? I, I personally don't think so. But then again, as long as that doesn't matter, then do it. I, I think they're, they're, start, they're not starting too ambitious with that hotel. It seems like it's going to be small, small amount to start with. And then I guess see, see what they could do. But know? if, but if, 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 if money doesn't matter whether it makes money or not, because that's like, right. when I started right. with FSG, it's the same thing. Yeah. It didn't matter whether we made money or not. That right. was, in matter of fact, we knew we weren't going right. to make money on it. That's, that's okay. Right. But we just don't want to lose money. Right. We just want it to break even. Yeah. Okay. But this year with the crazy labor cost increases and fertilizer increases, um, unless I really jack the price of the tobacco up, we'll, we'll lose money on these crops. And and that's going to happen with uh, a lot of agriculture products. By the way, okay. If they if they can't get buyers to to uh, to pay the farmers, would listen. Diesel's five dollars and seventy cents a gallon. Okay, it used to be two dollars yeah. and fifty cents. Yeah. Tractors run on diesel and they use a lot. Okay. Fertilizer is double the price. Guess what? That's if you can get it. I'm telling you, when I order the fertilizer, this stuff, this this liquid fertilizer, with it, yeah. it's in a bag. Right. It looks like basically it's like Miracle Grow. Right. Okay, that's pretty much what we use. That stuff's like sixty dollars a bag now. Okay, and and it used to be uh, twenty seven, and so these prices are going crazy. So uh, it's it's you know, and and maybe this is by design. Who knows? But when you grow a crop and you got that money in it and you don't get it. Uh, there's no buyer they're not willing to pay for that you go out of business but maybe that's by design so they can come buy your farm for me right. for half price next year i don't know but um but anyway um if the the hotel in tampa is designed where it's it, it it's not meant to make money which right. it may not because it could be listen think how cool this would be right drew is making the jc newman cigar factory much like uh like what makers mark distillery is Yes. Or, or any of those distilleries right. in Kentucky, right? So now if he's got a place where you can stay too right. and bring customers, meaning retailers or whatever, cigar groups or whatever, that makes the experience even yeah. more special. And it is in the heart of Ebor. When I say, it, you, you know, it it's, totally is, it's yeah. in the heart of Ebor. Yep. It's not a place that, uh, that a tourist is going to say, hey, I feel like staying over here. Wait, right. Whoa, I don't know about this area. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Yeah. it's 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 a little rough right there but um it, it looks kind of a little abandoned i mean it, it does have a little bit of an abandoned look down yeah, there, you th- know. that that area does but like anything um those areas just because of the proximity right. to the city 
is going to go through a revitalization. Yeah. It's already kind of starting to happen. Yeah. You know, people are buying these homes that were built in 1920 and just, you know, like it's not really flip this house, but you know, you see those shows where they take a 1920 home and, and totally restore it. Yeah. That's the neighborhood that it's in. Yeah. So, uh, but it's just at the beginning of that, but that, that area one in the future could be a trendy little neighborhood. Sure. Yeah. I, I agree there. I think they're ahead of the game with that for sure. Um, a couple of people, I was just telling people, I didn't think it was going to be like a Marriott is what I'm saying. I think it's, it's going to be, not. it's going to be much, it's going to be kind of like what you a see boutique. Yeah. Kind of what you see in Nicaragua. Exactly. With, with the house. Yeah. I think that's how it's going to be. And I think that's fine for now. Uh, certainly. And then they, I think they certainly have the room to grow there, uh, which is good. But the difference is, is that here, here's the thing about a hotel too, though. When you have a boutique hotel, yep. and this is true in any business, yep. um, the problems are the same in a very small business as they are in a big business. Actually, there's less problems in a big business. Yep. And what I mean by that is that if you have, if you have a 20-room hotel, right. that means you got one housekeeper, you got one person on the front desk. That's it. Yep. Well, what happens if that housekeeper doesn't show up? Well, what happens if the front desk doesn't show up? Yep. The owner of the hotel or the manager is going to be doing both jobs. Now, if you got a big resort, 600 rooms, you got 50 housekeepers. You got four people at the front. If one of them doesn't show up, the place still runs. Yeah. And that's why I see the headaches are sometimes worse in a small business than it is on a big one. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, I can understand that as well. Aaron, did we lose you? We might have lost Aaron. So no, I'm here. I just got to turn the light on since it's oh no problem. You're good. You're good. I know if we with me or you, that's why. So that that's good. No, that's good. I'm talking too much. I put Aaron to sleep. No, no, not at all. Uh, so we 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 haven't even gotten to this yet, but let's kind of get to it. So the barn smoker, I'm here. It's back for barn smokers back for first time since 2019. Right now, has it been that long? Well, 2020, yeah, 2021, 2000, yeah. You know, I've prepared for two of those, though. <laughs> I know you did. I know I, you were ready to go. You were ready. I, I know. I know you. You were ready to go with those. I am. If Mr. Drew Estate gave you yeah, the green light. I am Mr. Anti-Shutdown. Yeah. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Hell, when they told us we couldn't have our store open, we had people in the back parking lot. Smoking the, yeah, yeah. I remember. And we had, we had nanny state people calling the freaking cops on them. Uh. But anyway, that's all right. But, Do not comply. But so Remember you're obviously next time. Yeah, you're obviously very excited. So it's uh it's um it's good. I mean, I think it's good. You know, the 2019 Barn Smoker Bear and I were at that one. Um, and we really started to see Barn Smoker evolve at that event, where it had it's still the core of it was the farm, but then Drew State kind of put these activation stations in, which I thought were really nice add into that too. Where do you see this one? Well, that's what I was just saying. I was, I was just say, <laughs> so over the top. All right. Yeah, I can imagine. So what can I mean, I won't ask you to kind of reveal what Drew State's gonna unveil at, but um anything from the farm perspective that I remember the year we would Bear and I would in, that was the year that there was the uh the herbicide episode. The herbicide episode, yeah. Yeah. yeah and, so. and then instead we turned it into a planting festival. He was so excited to plant his episode. <laughs> he was like beaming with that. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm like, but listen, I, yeah. I always say things happen for a reason. Yeah. If that never happened, right, we never would have thought of, hey, let's have them yeah. plant all their their own tobacco, right. So, so just uh, people remember that when right. things happen. I don't care whether it's life or in business. You're like, oh yeah. shit, da, da, da. 
either you know my buddy Kiki Berger used to say it's meant to be or it's not meant to be, and and uh, you know things happen and if it doesn't go through it wasn't meant to be. Yep. And if things go wrong, it's sometimes yep. it's there to to show you something or learn something from it or yeah. you know. So anyway, so that happened and we we learned that lemons people, lemons from lemon yeah, yeah lemonade from lemons fun. yeah yeah. Uh, but this year it's going to be the end of the crop. Back. We'll be back to the end of the crop this year. Yeah, well, this is interesting. We had, uh, because of the labor shortage, uh-huh. um, the greenhouse that does our seedlings, that, 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 remember, agriculture is what we need to live. Right. right? We got we to gotta eat. Mm-hmm. So people think, I'm telling you, people need to, food prices are fixing to go way up. Right. All right. And there's going to, you know, we're out of baby formula now. Things are going to get worse. So in the spring is when, actually it's in wintertime. That's when all the seedlings for Florida yeah. and your southeastern United States, your seedlings are planted in the winter right. in greenhouses and they, you know, they, they're heated and that's how you get your seedlings. That's why when your first threat, threat of frost goes away, mm-hmm. you put plants in the ground. Right. That's how you get the crops right. going. So the company we deal with, which is a global company, it's biggest in the world, their Georgia plant, they had to close down. You know why? Right. They had no workers. So they had to shift dollar plant seedlings from georgia plant to the central florida one right right and they had very few workers as well so our seedlings at north and, and i've been dealing with these guys for nine years right and i've done multiple cro- multiple crops a year right. so i've probably done 15 seasons with right them. these guys work like clockwork this year they were three weeks late now let me explain three weeks doesn't sound like a lot of time right but in tobacco it does when we put a seedling in the ground to the time that we actually start topping and pulling the bottom leaves is 60 days. Right. Okay, three weeks is 21 days. So the seedlings were 21 days late. So I was worried about coming in this barn smoker that the plants were only going to be about this high. Right. Which is fine, but they just, it, there's, trust me, it's a right. different, when you see the farm and you see the rows, you'd be like, oh, plant big leaves and it looks really good when they're like full and right and uh but in between that stage you start seeing stuff in between the rows and just not as pretty right and the leaves are smaller but uh so when the seedlings were late that was we already had already set the barn smoker date and i was a little worried because uh, the idea is when you come to the barn smoker we want you to see all the process yeah. meaning that we're harvesting leaves we've already got some leaves in the barn that's the best time yep. to come so this time uh, because we're we we're three weeks late on planting. We just started sowing some leaves and it's going to be more for decorative purposes. So people can see it. Right. Um, But the field looks amazing. The tobacco is beautiful. We had no hail. We had no bad thunderstorms. Now things could change in the next two days, but I don't think it will. The forecast looks good. Yep. But um, you never know, you know, you get it at this stage too. If you get a bad thunderstorm, you you guys could come to the farm and half the plants could be laying over because of the wind. Yeah or you know a bunch of holes in it from hail everything's perfect right now so and we've had an incredibly dry there's there's a drought going on right now but believe it or not for the tobacco that's a good thing right because then we can just run the the irrigation all the time and keep feeding that the the nutrients it needs tobacco does great right as long as you got the proper uh infrastructure in your farm to, tobacco does great excuse me in uh in a dry right. dry spell so the tobacco is nice big beautiful dark green looks lovely right when does it get like like that i guess the part you want to avoid in the growing season for the summer is that when hurricane seasons are coming right? well too much rain too. too much rain okay when you get too much rain 
uh, it's difficult to give the plant the nutrient it needs because you can't overwater it. And so when you're running a uh, liquid fertilizer, uh, th that means if it's raining, you're not running your irrigation. That yep. means you're not feeding your plant. Yep. And when it rains, it runs nitrogen uh, right. from the, the, your soil downwards. Right. And so you'll, you can tell when a tobacco plant needs nitrogen is the leaves start getting a light green, mm -hmm. pale. When you look at a tobacco field, it's, it's, it's real bright, like a dark, bright, vibrant green. Mm -hmm. It's fed. It's what that's that's a healthy plant. Right. If you look at it, it looks a little yellowy green. It needs it's hungry. Right. It needs nitrogen. OK, so uh, so dry weather, you have to grow in a dry season. And it's it's everywhere. Remember, I mean, tobacco, out, yeah, it doesn't matter where you are. Tobacco plants the same as far as how that works. So that's so it's got to grow when it's not raining. I mean, a little rain, but I'm saying if it's if that field's wet, muddy, the plant's going to die. So that's why in Nicaragua, Cuba, Central America, whatever, they always do it in the dry season. Right. And even here, like the wet season starts, if not very soon. It starts like July 1st. Yeah. And it won't stop until August 31st, usually. And then yeah. it slows up. Yeah. It's really, if you actually look at the, you know, like Florida weather charts, man, it's like, it's like clockwork. Boom. And, yep. it, and once in July, you're going to start getting right afternoon thunderstorms After storms, every it's like, day. It's like a cycle. Yes. Out here. You know, it's gonna, every single day. It's going to be at 4 o'clock that, that thunderstorm. Uh, and the difference is, is it's always about how much, you know, because we're Florida's meant to handle that unless you get, yeah. you know, way, way much. Now, last year in, in uh, there's going to be shortage of uh, uh, of a Connecticut broadleaf tobacco next year, too, because last year they had uh, man, I was talking to a friend up there. I can't remember. If she said she had she had 20 inches of rain in 30 days and it, it just ruined all the tobacco. So it, yeah. and it was when the, it was when the crops were half were harvested some weren't the guys that had them in the barns it all molded up because you, you run heaters or they do up there i don't have to we're in yeah. florida we got enough heat but up there they have to run heaters to yeah. get the moisture out yeah you can only get so much moisture out with heaters it's not it can't keep up right. with it if it's, if it's constantly raining right so a lot of tobacco molded in the barns so i had to throw it out because you get stem rot it, yeah. it, it'll it'll start rotting the whole thing and then uh the stuff that flooded in the field they just plowed under and got their insurance money which is better to get right. your insurance money before you hang it because they pay you the same price no matter how much labor costs yeah. you got in it. So anyway, that's what happened in the in the fall in okay. Connecticut. Yep. Uh, too too much information. No, it's good. It's good. Like it's, <laughs> you're always learning about stuff with that too. And like I said, I actually think like again, I'm kind of excited that what you're telling me that you were three weeks late. Uh, not that it's good for you, but I guess from again from the tour and you've gone through this a couple of times it's another stage people are going to get to see with this who have gone to many of these things right now yeah so the plants are just starting to flower so right. uh we haven't really started topping but right. that's cool by right. friday or saturday a lot of those uh, uh tops will have the flowers coming out so people will get to see that and the honeybees will happy that we make an fsg honey yeah that's really good you know the funny thing is my wife loves that honey She's it's like, amazing i already ordered some more for it too. Uh, yeah you, you have no idea how many times people tell us our yeah. honey's the best and they're like they're like and, and i'm not a honey connoisseur but, but uh yeah it's it's it is yeah really good. we actually it's funny we did a couple of taste comparisons at home like this is the best honey we've had <laughs> i mean and i'm again i'm not a honey person either um uh which is pretty which is you know pretty good but uh so that that's awesome How's the utilization of the farm? Are you at capacity? Are you you sub more land? How many? Where do you, where are you with that? Well, I I have quite a bit of land, but most of that's for car, for the cattle stuff. Mm -hmm. So it's not a land issue. 
when it comes to tobacco, it's a labor issue. So we, uh, but also we remember there's a re I was up in Havana, Florida, which was the cap capital right. of cigar tobacco in Florida for 150 years. Right. That's why the town was called Havana. That's another story why right. it was called Havana, by the way. So it's up there north of Tallahassee, where our word capitalized. Right. So uh, there's a museum there, and they always ask me to come up right. there and speak on their on their annual event. So I was up there speaking, and there were there were they they try to bring people that used to grow tobacco, right? Uh, and the people that did it, they're all old because it's a generation where most of them had died yeah. off, and and a lot of the farmers that did it, they were like kids. They're like, it was my dad's farm, and I yeah. used to do this, but they, you know, they're they don't remember that much because they were a kid. Right. Right. And so, uh, so one of the guys was asking, he goes, Hey man, I'd love to start growing tobacco on my farm again. I said, listen, all you farmers here, there's only one reason why you're not growing the cigar. Tobacco. It's not because you can't. It's because the money doesn't work out. Right. The reason that that last crop was growing in 1977 wasn't because they didn't know how to do it. Right. It cost too much. They couldn't compete right. with Central America. So you can't compete with Central America today. It's even worse. Yeah. I mean, and you've always said that Corona's funded these farms. Yeah. Pretty so, much. yeah. so that's I keep telling. Yeah. So unless, unless you have a, a seed to table concept, right, which is what we have, right, a seed to table concept, right, it, you can't do what we're doing, right. And so, um, so that's why it it's not like you because if remember i told you we don't make any money so if you got 10 acres of tobacco the difference between growing 10 acres and 20 acres of tobacco is you got to do twice as much work yeah for no money you follow me right right so, so there's only so much you're gonna there's do no it. reason to right. do that there's no we, there's no desire right. to do it yeah that makes sense so but, well, hold on a second okay one of the other cool things i learned about from those guys is that did you know that the average tobacco field in quincy and havana florida was five acres that I didn't know. I had no idea. I, I figured, thought it was going to be big. I I, fig I would have figured, yeah, bigger than what you had. Because yeah. when you go to when you go to Nicaragua, you look at you know Padrones and oh Agonores and Placencia, they got freaking hundreds of acre tobacco. But you know why? Because they got a thousand workers out there. Yeah. At the drop of a hat. Right. Up there, it wasn't like that, yeah. and that's why. So, and that's why farmers had big families. Yeah. Because you had a bunch of kids out there. You had your whole family right. and your neighbors and hired help. Everybody was working. That's why farmers always have big families in America. Yeah, and I'm not I'm not understating this, but you know, I could walk from one end of your farm to the other with of the course. field. Like you go to Perdomo, you have to have this this uh this what do you call it, tram take you. Yeah. Because it's so it's such a long walk yeah. out there. So it, it, it you're right on that. That's a good point. Now if I take you to the cattle ranch or leave you in one corner, you won't find your way back out. <laughs> But that's no, different. But, the, but cows are different. That's right. that's why why raising cattle is different yeah. because it's very minimal labor compared to yeah. anything else. Yeah. They they eat grass, they live on land that's native, and uh, it's it's, yeah. it's 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 believe it or not. No matter, I know we always talk about these fake hamburgers and stuff that you you like, and I tell you you're crazy. Okay, well, we'll get but anyway, we'll get but, but uh, <laughs> well, these I'm telling you the most the most friendly farming on the planet is grazing beef cattle or right. goats or any ruminant right that's all they do is they go out there and they eat the grass it's not, it's not like a deer living in the woods right. the same thing that's how god intended it and and when the when they nibble on the grass it grows. it's like when you mow the grass what happens it grows right 
Okay, and you know what happens when grass grows? It removes carbon from the atmosphere. Grass, it, plants absorb, eat carbon dioxide. Right. And that's why these people are, keep saying, you know, carbon, carbon, carbon. You know, that's, that's, the, that's the, an essential item in the cycle of life. Sure. Well, they talk about it like it's a poisonous gas. Yeah, I know. It's like, you know, exactly. It's what we exhale. Right. Yeah. And it's what plants inhale. Yeah. That's what I was so, going to say. So anyway, and, and if you want to talk about, you know, reducing carbon, stop pouring concrete and asphalt and putting up roofs. That's what, that's what does it. Yeah. It's not cows grazing grass. No. So that I would agree. I'll, I'll agree with that 100%. All right. All right. So, so just uh, this is. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. What, what? Uh, yeah, that's on, that's on Facebook forever. You got Thanks, it. <laughs> he pulled that. I had no idea that was coming out. Yep. Oh, uh, Seth is going to ping me tomorrow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sure you already sent it to him. Right? Yeah. Yep. All right. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I was saving that one. I knew uh, but, I would okay, get but, him. but okay, but this this is a question. I actually it's funny. I was gonna ask you a question along the political line. Actually. So no, I'm not kidding. You're a big fan of Governor DeSantis, right? Huge. Has he been to the farm yet? No. But I haven't invited, but also I don't have that kind of a okay. relationship to that. Okay. Because I am I, I guess it, what you're doing, there is a historical significance. Mm-hmm. I do think the guy really cares about his state. So, I mean, uh, it would be something I would, I mean, it'd be interesting to see. Well, I mean, I, I never thought about extending an invitation. Maybe I should. Yeah. But, uh, but at the same time, being involved in politics, yeah. I know how, people have no idea how much politicians work. Well, yeah. I, certain I think, ones. Yeah, I know certain, certain guys. Ones. If you're doing, in yeah. a gerrymandered district and it's, you know, right. you, you, anyway, that's a totally different yeah. story. But people that have to really run right. for, for their office, yeah. they got to work all the time. Yeah. And when you're a governor of a state, there are a lot of important issues to deal with. Sure, I get it. Yeah. And so, uh, especially during campaign season, but who knows? But we've, I mean, we've had politicians. There'll be politicians out there this weekend, but yeah. I, but I, I didn't give any free tickets. So, so, <laughs> so I haven't, you know, so I really haven't, really haven't done that. But yeah. uh, um, I was just kind of curious on that. That's all, because again, I was just looking at, you know, you. I know you're a fan of his. I know he probably would be very into wow, like wow you brought this back to my state you know yeah, yeah. good but, idea man we'll invite him to the next i'll smoker. cover it for you for free by the way <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah that's that's awesome no we that, have had congressman scott franklin over there last uh, two years ago when he was running too so so you know sometimes they people actually ask to come out here and stuff so um when we do that for sure yeah no i think we definitely take the time for that yeah yeah, yeah i think like i said i feel is um uh, I have my mom down here, and I, and I said, I'm going to this tobacco farm, and she was, a bit, she was piqued by it. Like, she doesn't know about, like, tobacco farming in the U.S., and she was very – I said, yes, yeah, the only one in, in, the, in for, the state of Florida. Like, you yeah. know, I have fun doing – We there's, I'm a member of uh, – on the board of directors for Lake County Farm Bureau, and, uh-huh. and so the Florida Farm Bureau arranges these, like, farm tour days. Right. And they, they go to a blueberry farm. They go to a, a, a hog farm. They come to Corona – or they come to our tobacco farm. And let me tell you, the people that come to it, maybe only two or three people smoke cigars. Right. It's usually a lot of old ladies and things like that. They love it, man. When we get, they, they, I'm telling you, they, they love those tours. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so I actually enjoy giving tours like that right. to people that have no idea what a cigar is. Yeah. Because they leave there yeah. like they're, holy smokes, I didn't know. Because yeah. remember, they're, they're like a sponge. They didn't know anything about it. And yeah. They're like, wow. Imagine that. Right. You know what I mean? Because right. most people are totally 
have a different image of, of yeah. what cigars are and cigar tobacco and the whole thing. Yeah, my mom, like, she's interesting. She's, I'm not saying she's, well, she's anti-cigars, right? But, yeah. but, okay, but she went to the DR and she saw the hand rolling and she was like amazed what yes. she saw. And, and, you know, it was like, she had no back, idea. She says, this ain't like, I, I was expecting these automated you know, robotic mm -hmm. machines. And I didn't, I, I go, yeah, it's a premium handmade cigar. That's how it's made. And when they see them putting a cellophane, you know, they're yeah. like, I didn't know that was done by hand. Yeah. It's, yeah and it's hard. Done. And it's hard to put that cellophane on. I'll tell you that. Yep. I tried to do it. And it's it's as hard as rolling. I'll tell you that. Uh, yeah. So uh, really interested on that. Uh, Corona Cigar itself. Um, there was talk. I think I've heard you mention this. There's a fifth store coming. Yeah, finally. Yeah. So tell us about that. Me and our friends in government uh sarasota oh wow delayed almost a year by local government and abuse by local abuse by local uh planning planning and review board okay total abuse of power um having to go through months and months and months of hearings hearing oh and you know when you do a hearing it's like the, right. they have to do a 30-day notice right. ahead of time then a hearing then another hearing right. about the hearing and it's like I'm telling you, it's total BS. And and honestly, it's that abuse of power that gets a lot of people, conservatives, right. involved in politics. Right. Most of the times when you talk to a conservative, why? Because conservatives don't like being in politics because they just want the the government to leave them alone. Right. So a lot of times they get in, it's like, why'd you get in, involved? And and they'll usually have a story where the government abused them, right? And I'm telling you, that's what Sarasota was like. But we got through it. City Council approved it, even though there was one lady trying right. to stop it. Uh -huh. And in the in the planning review guy that was trying to stop it was because he didn't want people smoking cigars outside. And the thing is, it's legal to smoke cigars outside. I can smoke a cigar outside of any business out there so in Sarasota. Wow! But because people were going to smoke cigars outside of Corona Cigar, that's why he didn't. He voted against it. Because they smoke outside. And that's why I said it's total abuse of power. That's not even within his jurisdiction to, to or, or his what's in front of him. Right. We had to go in front of planning and urban and review board right. because we don't serve food. Right. And it and it's categorized as a nightclub. Yeah. And so that is that has to go before that. But because of cigar smoking, you know, people that don't know about it, right? Have a a, a hissy fit yeah and and want to protest and all the other crazy stuff so um yeah that store's coming along but i'm telling you it was delayed one whole year wow and so and that's even with people in the city council that were very pro pro right. pro corona cigar yeah i mean literally the mayor called me asking me to open a store in downtown sarasota and 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 so it's like but it doesn't matter. Remember, politics works. As, and here's the thing about it. If you are a, a council member or mayor that that wants to bring that kind of business to your community, uh -huh. you have to make sure every I is dotted and T crossed. Otherwise, they'll use it against you in politics. Yep. They'll say, oh, he pushed this through when it shouldn't have been done and all this other nonsense. That actually delayed it. That's why the little, you know, curtain twitch and nanny state person that says doesn't want Coop to smoke a cigar outside. Oh, she's got to have a public hearing and you got to make sure there's the 30 day notice before. This is how it works. So anyway, it's uh, and you can understand. And right. that's why I tell people right. they're like, hey, you know, why I'm so political on on Facebook and stuff is because this is reality. 
if you're in the cigar business, you better be involved in politics because there's plenty of people don't want you in it. That's true. Well, that's true. Yeah. Y'all need to listen when your YouTube video channels are getting taken down. That's why. Because you got to speak out against it. If you don't call these people to the mat, it's never going to stop. That's the only way you beat them. There's only one way to beat them. You got to fight them. Yeah. Sarasota, um, I'm south of Tampa, right? Sarasota is an hour from Tampa. Really? People don't realize it. On okay, a map, so it's, it's a, uh, it looks close. It's not. Okay. Remember, Florida traffic sucks. Right. And, it's big, and Tampa's a big area. And Florida traffic's getting worse. Yeah. The more people that keep moving from California yeah. and New York and New Jersey down here, uh, our traffic is, is even worse. But right. it's going to take at least an hour drive to get from Tampa to the Sarasota wow. store. Wow. Yeah. Ask anybody that has to drive down I-75. Oh, wow. So um, it's an emerging market. I assume it's an emerging market, right? For, I mean. Well, Sarasota was always the playground of the rich. That's Longboat yep. Key and Ringling Brothers. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I knew Macho Man Randy Savage. You know, they always said he was from Sarasota. Yeah. So. There's a, there's, yeah. But, but it was always like a lot of old money there, too. Mm -hmm. But now, uh, and that's part of the reason why it takes longer to go through the city council. You follow me when yeah. you go to those old, old money communities. Right. You know, yeah. sometimes there, there's a lot of uh, anyway. Yeah. So, uh, but there, it's it, there's tons of growth and I mean it's expensive there too. You buy it, they got, I mean a hotel will cost you freaking eight hundred bucks right. a night, right. and and uh, the the condos that they have downtown started a million, so it's a, uh, it's it's expensive there. Same Corona formula, I'm assuming. Absolutely. Right. So you're not really going to change much up with this one. We, I mean, I'm mean, assuming it's going to have that's some like, feel. That's like Kentucky Fried Chicken changing the recipe right, with Coca-Cola, right. man. They made a mistake. Don't do it. Right, right. But 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 each of your stores have a, a common... They get fancier. Yeah, I well, mean, they do. That's because we have more money as we right, go right, on. When right. you're business for 25 years, yeah. when you first start, yeah. you scrape the nickels together. Right. My first store was a karate studio. Remember that? Yeah. Still had the heavy bag chain in the, in the <laughs> ceiling and a and a bunch of mirrors and stuff. So, yeah. so, uh, but yeah. So you know, this is a, it's in construction is expensive. It's at two million dollars just to build out the inside of the store. Wow. Now. That's, wow. It's it's an, and that's not including liquor license and stuff. It's yeah. it's it's, it'll cost you three million dollars to right. or, or more by the time we're done. It's it's, a, it's an expensive game, unfortunately now. So when is the target? grand opening date i never in my life set a grand opening date until the store has a, a certificate of occupancy okay. you can't do it yeah because that date it, it it's it's a moving target yeah. so yeah. the only thing we do is we have a projected opening once you get your your building permits which right. we finally got um our goal is for construction to be done in at the end of october okay uh for us to be moving cigars and cash registers in, in november right that's our goal. Okay, that's good. I want to actually go to it because I was—I actually was going to your Davidoff store once, mm -hmm. and I got the flu. That was a bad case. Of Not the flu. from us. No, it was the uh, North Carolina flu. There you go. He I was got... bringing the bug in. See, I, I actually was like, your wife's like, my wife's like, you're not going. That's so, it. So, yeah, in Florida, man, we don't—we're—we're we're, we're all immune to stuff, right? right. No. <laughs> well, like I said, if I had a, if I had a positive COVID test, then then like uh, don't come. I wasn't sick though. It's it's bad. Yeah, if you're not I sick. Still, yeah, so probably not working. No one in my house had a pill. Yeah, go figure. So, uh, all right. Um, Aaron, anything else we want to cover with Jeff? We'll get to some of the fun and industry stuff. If not, yeah, I think it's I think something cool that we do with Jeff whenever we're talking to him, especially through the pandemic, has kind of been a like a check in on retail. 
So all the various points that, you know, kind of the the life of a retailer during this whole weird time, you know, getting the bar shut down, all those things that I, where where is retail for you at this point? Are you are you back to kind of pre-pandemic levels or is there still a little bit of movement to get back to that? We're higher than pre-pandemic. Okay. We got to see downstairs tonight, Aaron. Yeah. Oh, I, I heard it was going to be a, a party down time. there, yeah. Yeah. But you got to remember though, we have a great governor and we have been open for a long time. I, right. I mean, it's been well, it's been a year and a half since we, uh, since we've had everything reopened. So, um, you know, business in Florida has been really good and yeah. we're in, and I'm telling you, we are so lucky because I'm just thinking in my head, there was not that many votes between Andrew Gillum, who was a, a George Soros backed, radical democrat that was running for their our governor the 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 middle of the road democrat right. lost in the primary so literally andrew gillum was right. running was he the guy who was arrested like months later he was the guy found almost dead from a drug overdose okay, with, a, okay, yeah, okay. with a male prostitute in his hotel right. room okay. in south beach while he was cheating on right. his wife that's the guy okay and that's how close we were to having him as very our governor inter- very interesting yeah yep. and so you know that's again politics why you got to be involved right. so so you know we are one election away from being uh, uh probably worse in california yeah. but uh, we have a great governor and um for a year and a half we've been open so retail is booming uh it's back there's um you know the the biggest struggle for any business in florida or and not just florida it's america right is of course uh staffing you know you, you i have a friend that uh runs burn steakhouse you know, they had to close on Mondays and uh, a lot of restaurants had to start Roy, doing Roy's. that. Roy's has been out of business. Roy's is out of business here. Yeah. Right? But when I visited during the pandemic, didn't no, it? No, before it. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. That concept had had some problems. Uh, okay. Um, had a great GM and chef when it opened. But, you know, it's a big corporation and yeah. and they tend to uh, sometimes yeah. not uh, not keep great talent. Yeah. And, and the chef that was there has a restaurant in downtown Orlando and uh, he's one of the best freaking chefs around. So, uh, so anyway, um, so still friends and, with him. Is anyone going to go in there eventually? Yeah. The, the, um, it's a great, it's a great location. From what I heard, they're going to knock it down and put a three-story place there. So we'll see. Okay. But okay. I'll believe it when I see it, but, right, but yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, you just can't, it is a great location. It is a great location. Yeah. But restaurants are always tough. Remember yeah. there's, there's, yeah. that is a tough business. But I mean, I was downstairs, I went in um, and, Look, I've seen Drew Estate here for the Barn Smoke weekend. Without a doubt, I'm not, this it was you guys were really. Uh, I saw R- Will, who's my rep in North Carolina. I, I got like two minutes with him, and that was because he was just that busy. Yeah, He's our, like, I'll see you Saturday. I'm like, yeah, it's yeah. All our stores are are real busy, and uh, but again, we're we're uh, the 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 cigar industry though, besides retail though, is still uh, growing in my opinion. Yeah. Um, all across the country you're seeing uh much wider demographics that started about 10 years ago and um it's been it's it's business is good now do i have concerns about the future not so much on the cigar side but i think uh i think things are going to level out but not so much from demand but because i think our economy is gonna gonna have some major uh pullback here um which you know things come in cycles and it, uh, it happens yeah. and, and it's it uh, from every indication you just can't be printing money the way the government's been printing money without it uh without it it it's just 
it's just how it works. I mean, do you think, have you seen like inflation affect your business yet? Like where people are spending less on cigars? Well, let me make an, let me forget about my business. Let's just talk about business period. Okay. Like we had a manager's meeting Wednesday and I explained to the guys, I said, inflation at eight and a half percent. Let me explain what that means for a business. Right. That means that your year to date sales comparison from previous year comparison, if you are not up at least eight and a half percent, you're losing you're you're losing business you're, you're going backwards you're going backwards yeah you're going backwards so traditionally it's like great to have 10 percent growth yeah. uh, on an established mature business right that's a great growth target uh of course if you're a you know a, 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 a adding more stores and all this other stuff right. your your company growth will be there. but right. i'm saying same store sales comparison established places 10 percent growth is great now when you got inflation at eight and a half you really need fifteen percent is what you're looking for, there, yeah. which is hard to achieve. Yep. And at eight and a half, you're just and and it's the same way in business as it is for the individual. Unless your pay is growing at least eight and a half percent, you're going backwards as well. Right. Now, I believe inflation is higher than eight and a half percent, especially the less money you make, the higher your inflation is. Right. And this is the part that 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 the you know democrats lie about the less money you make the more your inflation is probably about 25 percent. why because if you spend half of your paycheck on gasoline gasoline has doubled that's 50 that's 100 percent doubling it's not 50 percent. when you double a number that's 100 percent increase mm -hmm. okay so if you spend half your paycheck on gasoline and your gas went from two two dollars a gallon to four dollars and nineteen cents, okay, it's doubled. If your food costs have went up fifty percent, okay, so your and your rent has gone up what maybe twenty five percent. And if all your paycheck is being used by gasoline, rent, and food, your real rate of inflation is about thirty percent. Now, do you think the Democrats want to tell you that? Of course not, but I'm telling you that's the reality. And that's what, and, and, and so, but again, we're probably going to have the, what's that truth person they just hired at the White House? They're probably going to pull the plug if we keep talking about okay. this. So anyway. Uh, that's good. Uh, all right. Aaron, is there anything you want to ask along those lines? <laughs> no, we're good. Okay. Let's uh, go down the rabbit hole. Come all right. on. All right. So, all right. We're going to, we got some, we got some hot stuff that's going to come up in the last segment, but we're going to, we're going to ease back, dial it back a little. So this is our cattle baron steak question tonight. Wow. I love that name, by the by way. way. Cattle Baron Cigars. Um, really good cigars, by the way. And you're a Cattle Baron. He's so. a real guy, too. The, he's a, he, that dude's oh, a Brian's guy. a great guy. Yeah. Brian's a really good. He's been a big supporter of, yeah. of this. He's got for good me bowls. For six, five, a, six years. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's got you, you and him. I could see. I've never met him, but I know he's the real um, deal. He's at, you know, I think he's usually at the show. He had to leave early last year, but uh, but he's a good guy. Um, he's a really good guy. But you guys are right on the same wavelength. He's, like, he's like Yellowstone, man. He's yeah, the, he's a... That, <laughs> He is. That's right. the real deal. Right. So I have a new cattle baron steak question of the night, uh, and Jeff's going to debut it. Uh, so Jeff, uh, we're going to we're going to focus specifically on FSG beef. Okay. Um, what for surf and turf? Mm -hmm. What do you want to pair with FSG? A good FSG steak. I would say on a you, when you say parent, I'm already thinking of the damn steak. I was saying <laughs> I was going to say an FSG uh, uh, tomahawk ribeye cooked on a, on a 
searing hot salt block. Man, I just discovered that. One of my customers gave right. one of those to me. Right. Man, there. It's a. Have you ever cooked on one? No, but I've eaten one before. That's amazing. Yeah. The drawback is you can only cook like one steak on it. So yeah. it's like you got to do it when you're just. John cooking. Carney had actually uh, yeah. made it. Carney's amazing. That guy. Yeah. Yeah. So, so salt block tomahawk rib. Yeah. I, so anyway, you're talking about pairing though. So what are yeah. we going to pair with? Cigar wise? Seafood wise. Surf and turf. We're talking. Oh, well, to me, it's surf and turf's lobster, man. Okay. <laughs> big, old, big old tail. Okay. And so if it's a Florida spiny, which I actually like. I, I like I like Florida lobster I like, that you can. I like, well, Florida lobster is Caribbean lobster. So okay. same thing, whether it's from Cuba okay. or from Dominican. It's all the same spiny lobsters. Um, I prefer those tails versus the, the, uh, the main lobster species. I just think it tastes better. Um, but an Australian cold water tail is really good too because they they tend to be bigger as well yeah so uh either one of those but if you have the florida spinies um yeah depending on the size you need two or three of those yeah per person mm -hmm. yeah i agree so yeah. um yeah that's hard to beat yeah there you go that's a that's a that's a good one uh, i do like king crab legs with, with oh it. it's king crab to... actually yeah as well I, as lobster I, i'm not disputing a lot i got turned on it well that's that's what you have before right. that's right. not when you pair that's not the surf and turf that's the appetizer right and you got to get the crusher claws. Right. So uh, these these crusher claws are are the colossal king crab claws. Yeah. That are already cut. The right. shells cut on right. it. So all I got to do is pull the little bottom, and that thing's like a giant lollipop, man. It's awesome. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Those are those are those are epic. Aaron, I'm not going to ask you that question. Uh, Aaron doesn't like seafood. You don't? Are I, you allergic? Are you allergic? I'm not allergic. I just don't care for it at all. So I would just have turf and turf. Hmm. So you don't like you don't even like any shellfish, no? Nothing. If it if it comes out of the water, I'm not touching it. Yeah. Have you tried everything? Uh, I've tried enough to know that I kind of like, as a child, it was just it was not a good scene. Like I was gagging and stuff like that. I wasn't allergic to it, but it just I just I cannot stand the uh, texture <clears throat> and the smell is just that turns me off. So here's one of the things that's interesting about that: a fishy smell. Fresh seafood should not have a fishy smell, right? But so, just like cooking, just if if I smell fish cooking, I just. So here's one of the things, I used to do a lot of offshore fishing, mm -hmm. and so when you when you catch fish and you put it right on ice spots, you know, right. and that's the key. It's got to be iced down immediately, and then clean when you get to the dock and cook it the next day, right? Especially on a light fish like a wahoo or a mahi, it. It, it has no fishy flavor to it, period. Mm -hmm. And then if you're seasoning it with like a blackening seasoning and cooking it. So I used to cook it at the back of the store, right? And so any customers that want it, you know, we'd be like, here, have some fish and stuff. Yeah. You would not believe how many people would say, dude, I never, I don't like fish and I never mm -hmm. had anything like that. And it tasted amazing. I said, it's because it was fresh. It was swimming yesterday. Yeah. And that's the key because in reality, if you think about a commercial boat, that's yep. got to catch the fish. He's going to be out for a few days, comes back to the dock. It's got to go to the through, through the seafood house. And then by the time it gets to the grocery store shelf or the restaurant, that fish has got a, a couple weeks on it. Yeah. You know, so it, it's it's not fresh anymore. And then if, if it's, you know, flash frozen at the at the uh, at the dock. Well, that's probably the best way to be honest. You ever come to right. fresh fish. It's actually right. best to have it flash frozen that night, right. which yeah. is what they do. Like when when I went to halibut fishing in, in Alaska, mm -hmm. that's, you know, you, you, you pay them six o'clock at night it's all you, you give them the fish it's all filleted and cut you pick it up at six in the morning and it is 
hard as an ice cube frozen and it's amazing so and, yeah. and when you defrost it it's great so anyway i get it but i'm just saying uh yeah maybe don't give up on that in life if you ever have a buddy that went out on a boat caught fresh fish and says hey man try this and it is like the and smell it you won't even smell any yeah. fish smell yeah give it a shot right. awesome. anyway awesome Aaron, as soon as I... as soon as coop eats eggs i may try fish that is not happening <laughs> that is not happening i only eat eggs if they got a lot of stuff in it no, no Damn, cheese no and all way. that other stuff. My <laughs> wife eats eggs like crazy. I, I, so when we, when we go out to Vegas, I always agree not to go to a seafood place with, with Aaron. But these guys drag me to the egg and I or whatever it is, like egg egg testing. Do you not have a great breakfast burger? Tell me that. That was a great breakfast burger. <laughs> See, boy, I had a great burger, a hamburger. It was great. So by I the way, real meat. I had real meat. By the way, Jeff. good. Give if you ever product. run out of food, though, seriously, the best as a farmer, the easiest thing to raise. For, for and it's amazing for food is have hens that lay eggs bear mm-hmm. bear has chickens yeah they'll lay an egg every single day yeah and if you don't if you if you just let them roam around right. you really don't have to feed them they scratch and eat uh eat, eat, eat bugs and ants and everything else right so it's a, it's really an amazing animal and one egg a day out of every hunt so nice. so anyway yeah. so if you're on survivor don't kill the chicken let it lay, lay the eggs <laughs> right Aaron, before I kind of get to the read, I got to ask you a question. I mean, you can yeah. probably find this out because I didn't hear from Fake Allen. How did the Sixers do? Uh, they lost. They're out. Yeah, they're out. I'm surprised I didn't hear from him. Okay. Yeah, Hector's already uh, written up the T-shirt for him. So. Okay. So, so uh, good luck to the Miami Heat. Uh, as well. Yeah. So, uh, uh, so yeah. Um, all right. So anyway, let me get to our um, our sponsors. Um, one of my CJRE Tobacco. The authentic Corolla leaf is one of the most robust and flavorful tobacco leaves out there. During the golden age of cigars, Cuba, the leaf of choice makes some of the world's greatest cigars. Because it is one of the most challenging ones to cultivate, it fell out of favor by the 1990s. In the Hamastron Valley in Honduras, Julio Arroyo took on the challenge of growing Corolla seeds. And in 2000, he successfully reintroduced authentic Corolla back to the market. With over 50 years' experience in the tobacco business, from growing and curing tobacco to cigar production, the Jerry Tobacco Farm has been able to deliver products with authentic Corolla. Now with Jerry Tobacco, Julio and his son Husto bring their very own brand to market, each containing the authentic Corolla leaf. Aladino is available in 100% authentic Coro Puro, San Andreas Maduro, Ecuadorian Connecticut Shade, Cameroon, Urbano Rapper, representing the golden age of cigars from 1947 to 1961. Now available at your local retail, be sure to ask for JRE Tobacco, a legacy that is tasted in every drawer. I want to mention Aganorsa Leaf. Uh, if you check on the sidebar in Cigar Coop, the Aganorsa uh, experience, uh, Terrence Riley is taking you through a preview of the La Valdacion series, which is the rebranded core line. Uh, it's going to start rolling out now uh, through this summer. So they have a uh, Corojo, a Maduro, a Connecticut Shade, and um, a Habano. So you want to definitely check those out. New packaging and everything goes along with that. And finally, we're going to get into uh, Alec Bradley cigars. Alec Bradley, Alec Bradley, Alec Bradley, Alec Bradley, Alec Bradley. Visit alecbradley.com to find out more about their cigars. Live true. So, Jeff, this is... um our live true segment is this kind of where we do some non-scar talk we've done a little bit of that right but this is kind of focused on you right because i because i do really like following your i like how you do open up a lot on social media um maybe not so much the politics but no no no, no, no but, but, right. but um in terms of that right there there are three things that i wanted to cover with you tonight and i think they're fun things 
Uh, let's start first with the White Castle palette that you did. Like you got a White Castle palette. No, that was uh, Evan Darnell with with uh, oh, Red Meat Clovers. Okay, but he came up to Orlando to do it. Okay. So what happened is now you're from up north originally. Oh yeah. And and we all thought you guys remember we I all thought you guys were crazy for going crazy over White Castle. Yeah, well, it's one of those things like Cuban cigars. You can't right. get it. Everybody wants right. it, right? But also, people that are from up north. Here's what everybody says. Yeah. Oh man, I go to White Castle. I remember being so yeah. drunk at two in a.m. and go and get. Yeah, it, right? that was That's what everybody Castle. says, yeah. right? So in Florida, you know, there is no White Castle. From what I understand, the furthest south one is 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 in Tennessee. Was there? Um. Yeah, and they have they compete with another line called Crystal there. Well, we have Crystal here. Okay. But but um. So but White Castle's got a following. They've done right. a really good job of of right. having uh uh fans literally yeah. fans right so um when it opened up here in or right down the street from the cigar shop it you know they had lines they had freaking cops out there having a direct traffic because right. i it remember was, you shouldn't you put that video yes on. it was i'm talking about like a mile and a half backup so anyway um i'm a fan of evan's the one that kind of turned me on to that part right. of uh i'm a fan that it's a family-owned business yeah and that I, I think the guy's name is Jamie. The, 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 he's one of the family members. But uh, when the store's open, I mean, the guy's worth tons of money. And he's in a T-shirt making hamburgers and running a store. And in being a family, and actually, I was there for the, the uh, grand opening. And I think his mom was there, too. And I thought that was cool. Yeah. I, I, listen, I'm a fan of family business. Right, sure. And there's a reason for that. Because family businesses are... I don't care whether it's White Castle, put it this way, White Castle, which is not a politically, uh, uh, they don't really get involved in politics. Chick-fil-A does. And because they're conservative and they're proud of it. You know, yeah. they're like, you know, we're closed on Sundays. You know, you know, we believe in God, the Christians. Right. And if you don't like that, we, we don't care. Yeah. That's what America hasn't about. hurt their business one bit. It hasn't North hurt Carolina, their business one bit. Yeah. And I give them so much credit for yeah. that. And that's the thing about when you have family-owned companies, they can decide the direction and fate of their company. When you have these big corporations, it's run by a board of directors or a president, which has only temporary skin in the game. Mm -hmm. Temporary, because they always change. Yep. And they really don't, you know, they can't, they can't even step in the ring on an issue. Right. Because you know you're gonna take take you're gonna take some low black from it, mm -hmm. but at the same time, Chick Fil A's business is just yeah. is, there's a line around every building, and so that's why I'm a fan of independent businesses. They're not controlled by, you know, they're not right. controlled by the media. They're not controlled by the you know the whatever globalists or whatever. They they can and and they can have their own opinion, and that's why I like them. And they make their own decisions. And uh, they don't have, like you said, they don't have to scrub yeah. their press release through legal and three weeks yeah. later get to you. Yeah. You can talk to the owner and guess what? They're usually an open right. book. Right. So that's why, anyway, that's right. my answer about White Castle. Mm -hmm. Do I do I like White Castle over uh, over McDonald's? You know, I just like the fact that, that it's, it's a family-owned business. And, and, and listen, if you ever watched that movie with Ray Kroc, he was the guy with the milkshake machine, right? Yeah. But that's not the company now. Yeah, I can, you know. No, it's not. I don't want to say I can promise you that the person running McDonald's hasn't, you know, you know, 
mop the floors and change the grease in the fryer, but I doubt it. I seriously doubt it. Maybe they have. Because yeah. uh, I don't really know the culture within. We all knew, I, growing up, we knew who Ray Kroc was. I mean, he yeah. owned the baseball team, too. He owned the Padres, Aaron, for a while. Oh, okay. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, so, um, yeah, we all knew who he was. I mean, you definitely knew who he was. And, and yeah, I, you know, I don't know. I guess I've always had a soft spot for McDonald's for that, for that reason. I love the story of McDonald's. And, actually, I, do, yeah. I love Ronald McDonald House. Yeah. But my point is, is that when you have what I'm saying about the difference, and maybe McDonald's isn't a good example of this, but when you have these giant corporations, my point is, is the person running McDonald's, I doubt if they've changed the grease in the French fry fryer, which is one of the crappiest jobs there is in fast food. Right. But I I bet that the guy from White Castle has. Interesting. I can guarantee he has. Because, I mean, I've seen him in there, you know, so that's my point. And most of the time, let me give you another example, right? Because as a, in a family business, if mm-hmm. the family bit, and this is my opinion, right? If you're going to have a good generational pass down and teach your children good lessons in life and morals and how to respect other people, they need to start at the bottom in the company. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know, but Boris is down there behind the cash register. He started work. Uh, he's I, he's I, down I, there. I'm uh, blown away. I he started him, as a bar. I remember back. him running under the desk yeah. here with Avo in there. Exactly. Yeah. So. Wow. Uh, for him. Tanya put in the work, and yeah. he's uh, we needed a bar back on a Sunday. She yeah. said, Boris, you're going to work today. Well, good, good. And so, you know, that's and and every kid in a company that that's ever had good succession, in my opinion, you listen to him yeah. talking, it's like, Yeah, my dad used to make me sweep the floors, yeah. take the trash out, and that's yeah. why you don't scoff at people yeah. that do that. The people that, that are, yeah. you know, uh, you know, making the beds in hotels and like, I say this every time. The most important person, you got to have a great chef in a restaurant, right? But try to make a restaurant run if the dishwasher doesn't show up. It won't. So anyway, that's my my conversation on your question about White Castle. So what did you do with the pallet? I didn't. You have to ask Evan. Oh, okay. So it wasn't like you you bought it. No, I bought one crate of it. That was all. Oh, okay. Yeah, but no, Evan... Evan, that was Evan's deal, Red Meat Lovers Club, which is amazing, by the way. Yeah, you've been doing a lot of stuff with these. Red Meat Lovers Club, I don't care if whoever's watching the show, if if it comes to your city, go to it. I've been I've been to a couple of them already. You and and not only go to it, but don't eat that day. Yeah. Do not eat. Yeah. And as Evan always says, don't fill up on the appetizers. Yeah. That's for rookies. Yeah. And and because he will feed you and feed you and yeah. feed you. Yeah. It's an incredible value yeah. too. He's doing and the big battleship thing. I cannot yeah. get up. He invited me. I said I just can't get up there yeah. that close to the show. And but. he has a restaurant background. And I'm telling you, everything when he does it, it's great. Uh, and I and and he's a great marketer. And I love what he does. He raises a ton of money for charity too. Yeah, by he the way. has. I mean, I know he's done a lot with the uh, Altidus folks with that. Uh, he's done a lot with everything. Heck, we had a, unfortunately we had one of our our, our staff members that passed away. Uh, just a few weeks ago, but we raised a bunch of money for her twice with her year and a half battle with cancer. And, uh, um, you know, Evan's the one that in a Tampa Bay whiskey yeah. society helped us out a lot with that. So, so uh, that was, but he's a, he's a, he's a great guy. We need more Evan Darnell's on the planet. Interesting. Yeah. He's definitely passionate. That guy I'll say that very passionate. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And he, yeah. and he, and he does a great job. Yeah. It's been a good fit, I think, with the cigars too with him. I think that's worked out well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, okay, so second thing. Uh saw this weekend you and Tanya went down to Miami for the Formula One race. Yeah. That Give was us cool. a little thoughts on that. Um so, have you ever been to a Formula One race? Never. 
I've been to the Montreal one. It, it, I, so was it great? I, I went in college. It was a big party, but it was the race is good to see. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. I had never been to one. Um, I had been to Indy Five Hundred before, which is on a circle track in right. a stadium. Mm -hmm. So I'd never been to yeah. the the. There's a Grand Prix that they race in St. Petersburg too, yeah. but F1 is you know different level. This is a this is luxury brands. Right. You know it's Ferrari and Porsche and Mercedes Benz and and uh, the companies that are there. It's it, it's there's a lot of money flowing right. over there, right? Celebrities and movie stars and all that stuff. Um, Miami did an incredible job with it. So the the feedback I would have to a newbie going mm -hmm. if you, next year if someone if you go attend that race, look at the map, find out where you're sitting, try to enter a gate right. near where you're going to sit, right. and then go explore. We made a mistake, and I had no idea how big an F1 track is. Uh, but I, but Tony and I worked walked yeah, I about can tell you five that miles. Very similar thing, yeah. I'm it, five. We, we walked yeah. about five yeah, miles that day, and it was blistering hot. And it, not only are you walking five miles, it's hot on that track too. But everything's hot. It's yeah. Florida, right? Yeah. So not only are you walking five miles, but you're walking over bridges, so up flights of stairs, mm -hmm. yeah. down flights of stairs. Yeah. And over there, you had to not only go up flights of stairs, you had to go up that spiral thing to the second level of Dolphin Stadium and then walk across the stadium and go down that circular thing. Because right. we entered on the exact opposite end of the track <laughs> of where our seats were. Right. Yeah. So, so, but that, but we were there for three days. And so we discovered that on Friday, which was fine because there's about half the people there on the Friday. Right. So, but if we had, if we would have done that on a Sunday, the day yeah, of the race, a nightmare. Yeah, because imagine thousands and right. thousands of people trying to go up these stairs, right? Yeah. And so it was, it was, uh, it was a lot of fun. But do your homework, and then uh, also if you go to the one in Miami, take the shuttle buses from from Hard Rock Casino, and and take that right in because that's how you get in and out quick. They did a wonderful job, and and uh, so I'd give them five stars as far as uh, execution and. Uh, um, you know, I was hope I was rooting for the Mercedes Benz team. That's who we were, we were yeah, with, yeah, and so like, uh, like and and uh, I can't remember the Lewis the Lewis drivers, Hamilton. Lewis Hamilton, yeah, yeah. and uh, George Russell. You know, he's like one of the old dudes now. He oh yeah, Lewis Hamilton's. He's I mean, he's a veteran for sure. He's but yeah. he's the most successful, like one of the most successful F one drivers in history. Yeah, he's a great he's, guy. He was the oldest guy on the track. Yeah. The, the second oldest is the guy. Was it Sergio? The uh, Sergio? For, no. Uh, he drives a Ferrari and he's from Mexico City. He's 35. Oh, Lewis Sergio's 38. Okay. Okay. And well, so Lewis has been around a long time, but he had that yeah. drought where he didn't win for a while and then he kind of got back. Yeah, but but then the yeah. other Ferrari driver, when he won his first race, he was 18. Yeah. So so a lot Clark of these is, guys. Clark's really good yeah. yeah. So what I'm getting at is these drivers are they're they're really young, yeah. which I yes. find amazing because yeah. you know this is the, this these are ballsy moves that you got to do when you pass on these things right and so uh so f1 was great the only thing that that um the cars aren't as loud as i'd like them to be and, <laughs> I, and I, I heard that's because they're running hybrids so uh they were loud in Montreal, but this is going back 87 yeah I but mean, if you're in the city long time ago were yeah. you in the city yeah, yeah it's going to echo off of those buildings. buildings yeah so this is a track around a football stadium yeah. so it's just not you know when you go to a um you know you go, go to the drag races Oh, yeah. the drag races is the loudest thing on the planet. Yes. <laughs> Where you, if you're at a top fuel drag race, you have you, to wear your protection. You have to wear your protection, yes. Because I thought, I was like, you know, we go to Miami. I'll just plug my ears. I'll be yeah, right? cool, right? Yeah, I, no. Yeah. <laughs> I've, been the, I've been the tractor pulls indoors, which is really loud. 
until you've been to a top fuel yeah, yes. drags drag race. And we were, we were in the pits area. So we were like behind the wheels. So that when I tell you this, the first car that took off, my son jumped out of his seat. Oh yeah. It's like a bomb goes off. I'm not kidding. The percussion in right. your chest, it is unreal. And so uh, anybody, I'm telling you, if you experience NHRA drag racing and are, and are down by the starting line, you will never forget the sound of that. Yeah. It's or the I, feeling, the feeling in your in your chest. Yes, of the ru- of the rumble. Yes, yeah. So, and if you're in the pits and they start up a car, you want to back away. Yeah. If you don't, if you don't have like enclosed eye protection, because your eyes will be on fire. So we were walking through the pits at one of those races, and there was this dude standing there with a gas mask on. Yep. I'm like, what is this <laughs> idiot doing? He's got. I'm talking about like a gas mask, yes. like they're fixing to drop, you know, some nerve it, gas. Yeah. Oh, no wonder they fired at the car. Everybody yep. starts running because you can't yes. breathe and you're, you're literally, it's like tear gas. Right. And that yep. guy's just got his arms folded like, and standing like, behind the car. Right. And I'm like, obviously he knows what he's yeah. doing. So anyway, yeah. that was, yes, that was a learning experience too. Yep. So yep. Uh, it should be on everybody's bucket list. F1 race and an NHRA drag race with, with top right. fuel dragsters. Cause that's yeah. the key. Are, are you, uh, you follow F1 closely? No. Or? Okay. Uh, but you got into it down there, right? Yeah, I'd like the experience. Right. Yeah. So, so you know, a lot of I don't follow any real sports. Yeah. Um, it's just uh, I like to go down the rabbit holes yeah. instead of the scoreboard. So, so anyway, so I'm not I don't follow that much sports, but I love experiences. I, yeah. You know, I go to Super Bowl or, or a college, you know, championship yeah. game and that kind of stuff. And and being in the cigar industry, I've been blessed to be able to attend, uh, you know, these these yeah. these type of events. Yeah. So, uh, the the show, you know, for example, when you go to Super Bowl and then you watch how they do a halftime show, it's amazing. Yeah. Right. Uh, you know, World Series game, the energy at one of those is 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 great. And so, um, you know, I like I, I haven't been to a Kentucky Derby. I'd like to do that one time, yeah. too. But, um, yeah, the, the, the experience F1 is more because, honestly, the, right. the, the drawback about F1 is that you can only see the car in front of you. Right. Yes. It's not like if you're at Na- if you're Daytona 500, you can see everything around the track. track. Yes. But an F1, it's whatever's right in front of you. Yeah. And Indy's kind of the same way because there's not a lot of bank on the on that track. But um, it's we happen to have great seats. So we're right at the turn one where where all the wrecks happen and right. stuff. And so anyway, um, I'd if if you get a chance to go to F1 Miami next year. Yeah, I would like to. You should go. So I think F1 is on the brink of really cracking becoming a, a u.s sport if you get a couple of american drivers well there is an american team i didn't realize this but haas haas yeah yeah but haas they're not is, but they're not i don't know how much they're competing in terms of like they're not a very good team, team. yeah they're middle of the road they well, weren't in the, they weren't in the back of the pack they were in the middle okay and they're they, yeah they may not be winning but i'm just saying they were in the middle right. of the pack yeah it is an American team, but they're not running American engines. And I don't, then no one is running. There's no American engines in yeah. F1. Yeah. But, but I, you, I heard that, that there may be in the future. Who knows? If hmm. we, I'm just saying, if they got a couple of Americans, we, like when I remember when Andretti won it. Yeah. Uh, the only two other Americans I remember was a guy named Eddie Cheever and then Michael, who did a bad, like he shouldn't have went when he did. Michael Andretti, I'm talking about, shouldn't have did it. Um, yeah. He just took a bad deal. And there's, like, there's a the. It is a little bit of a fashion show too when you go to F1 in Miami. It's like, the, the girls <laughs> well, Miami's a fashion show, right? <laughs> but listen, so so we talked about having to walk five miles across this place. Right. There's literally girls 
we're in freaking stilettos trying to yeah. do that and it's like wow you know? <laughs> so anyway but yeah it's uh it's probably the 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 most fashionable uh good looking crowd right. in any uh motorsports wow, oh yeah that's, that's awesome all right last one so i'm looking at the two pictures of your boys yeah i can't believe how big they got we right. just talked about boys but one of them and i i'm sorry i won't remember which one one of them's a pilot. That's Van. That's the little okay. one on the right. How old is he? Oh, he's 13 now. And he's a pilot. Well, he's training he's to training. be one. The talk idea about, is I mean, that... if you don't mind, I mean, I, know it's, I, know it's, I don't know yeah. how many people I talk about your kids, but that's a, I just was fascinated to see that. Yeah, so, you know, a lot of kids change their, uh, you know, you ask them what they want to be, and every three years it changes. Uh, this kid's been interested in, in World War II uh, history. That and I then, remember you talking about that once, yeah. He, he can hold a serious conversation with uh he's done this before too in the military museum can hold a serious conversation on anything to do at world war ii wow anything and it's like matter of fact i was telling a story to someone the other day we were at the uh, calvary uh military museum which is is considered the best uh military museum in canada and they had a tank out front it's a churchill and then my son said hey that's he said he goes dad this isn't just a churchill this is this tank. The sign is wrong. Right. He goes, this is a Churchill something. I forgot what it's called. Right. He goes, he goes, it's got a flamethrower on it. I said, how do you know that? And he takes me to the back. And there's wow. a big tube where there's, he goes, there's supposed to be a trailer behind right. it that holds the fuel. Yeah. And he goes, and see in the front here, this is where the flamethrower goes. So we go inside. When you go to these military museums, there's usually a retired veteran yep. that's going to talk about uh-huh. stuff, right? Yep. My son tells him this. And the guy's kind of like, you know, oh, yeah, sure. Right, right. kid? about 45 minutes later he finds us in the museum he goes he goes your kid is right he goes that's a it's it's i think it's called a turtle or gator gator i don't remember what it was but it's a special churchill tank he goes he goes we do have it labeled wrong and i'm like I'm, so anyway he's just always been into wow. world war ii stuff and so he wants to fly he wants to fly an a10 uh a warthog uh that's and uh he's always been wanting to do that so um you know if he can, and, and we have a friend that's a retired uh, major general, right. and uh, he told us, you know, hey, if you if every kid that joins the Air Force wants to be a pilot, right, best chance of being being accepted into flight school is go in as a pilot. Interesting. And so that is that's they all tell you that. Yeah. So uh, so we started them young, and so uh, in in the when he goes in, if he goes in, uh, he'll go in as a pilot, and even if he doesn't go in the Air Force. Who knows, man? I, maybe I'll buy a float plane or something. And uh, have just him say, what get, yeah, what are you going to get him? Yeah, Yeah, because I, I actually, uh, I'm not really into aviation and stuff, but I, I do love those. Uh, there, there's something called a de Havilland Otter that they had, they use in Alaska. Yeah. It's an amazing plane. But anyway, Christian Rowe is a great pilot, by the way. Yes, I know that too, yeah. So that's awesome, man. Um, yeah. Like I said, I have enough trouble with the Microsoft Flight Simulator. So I'm like. Well, well, I was told that that's the one that they, they, told us to buy that it's a because legit, that's yeah. the real one to train on yes it's a legitimate one yes yeah. it's a legitimate one yeah mm-hmm. you, got, you got the pedals and all stuff um no this is going back before they had all that so the, so what they recommend though if you're doing that they recommend that that microsoft uh whatever uh-huh. you called it but with the with the stick and the yoke in the yeah wow. pedal wow that's amazing uh, jeff that's amazing man it's good good yeah. for good for you and both you know you, some van and obviously boris working downstairs that's you gotta be you know um I can't believe uh, how like old they are now because I just, like I said I remember that day I'm in your office and they came running in and yeah. <laughs> I think Van was still in diapers at that point. Uh, well, 
I always say, you know, you look at, as you get older, yeah. you know, I'm 53 now and you think about what, what, you know, 18 years, how quick that goes by. Yeah. So you, you need to make the most of those 18 yeah. years. Cause, uh, heck usually at about 16 is yeah. actually when the kids start yeah. wanting to go out with their yeah. buddies instead yeah. of dad. So yeah. I look and, forward to that. Yeah. I, I got one more in college and Remember, it's, your son had his first cigar here with his dad at Pearl That's right. Yeah. You go, I had another one. I'm like, no, you don't blow this, Timmy. Yeah, he, uh, yeah, he, uh, he, and he's coming down Saturday. So, uh, look forward. Maybe we'll get down here for sure. Uh, uh you, you know, I haven't had a cigar at Boris yet either, but it's, but it's, it's, it's Jeff, there's something about it. Um, I'll just, I'll just say it. now, I didn't have one with my, with my daughter. She didn't want, but her husband. We have so he. I did pop the cherry with that on him. So what I'm gonna do is when Boris is ready uh, and wants to fire one up because he wants to smoke. He's maybe he made me pull all the Boris Elevens that we had left because Avo made those for uh -huh. him. Avo made that. That's and, a great cigar. That's and great so cigar. Uh, he's like, Dad, there's there's only a few boxes on the shelf. Can we pull them? And so so uh, uh, when the time comes when he says, Hey, I'd like to smoke a Boris yeah. Eleven, let's fire one yep. up. But, yep. but uh, let him, you know. It, I'm not so sure I would have enjoyed a cigar at 16. You know, it's like the first beer you have. It didn't taste that yeah. good. So uh, we'll, we'll see. Yeah. I had, I had two of my boys lost their right to smoke for, because they were, you know, when they pulled it to 21, they both now back up. They got it back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You're but, talking about the, yeah. The yeah. My, let, my youngest is not a cigar. Well, he's had some migraine issues, which is, um, and he's like, it's been tough on him and he's in college and, um he'll be my last one to graduate so i'll have all four college i'm not happy i mean i'm very happy about that but but so i don't know i, I haven't really needled him too much on a cigar it's, it, you know if it happens he'll be ready for that not to throw in politics but you know six-year-old can take uh estrogen pills but you gotta be 21 <laughs> to have a cigar there Literally, yeah. my, my my kids were like they're not the biggest they weren't the timmy who's here he's probably the one who smoked the most the other two really weren't into it, but they were they were upset about that so we should be. Yeah, they, were, they, were upset. they were upset about that. 18 years old, yeah. you're mature enough yeah. to, to enjoy a cigar. Yeah. And, and you know, they say this all the time. It's like, it, I don't know if you saw the age of the kids that came back from uh, Afghanistan that died there when they did the uh -huh. crazy pullout. You should look at it. Okay. They're like 18 years old. Almost every that that almost everybody that killed got killed when they did that debacle of pulling yeah. out of Afghanistan. Almost every one of them was like 18, 19 wow. years old. And it's like, man, this, this is crazy. Yet those people could not legally buy a cigar. So anyway, just puts it in perspective. Wow. Yeah. These people have to make life and death decisions. Uh, they're old enough to that for that. Right. Right. But you're not old enough to buy a cigar. Yeah. So anyway. Down the rabbit hole. All right, we're gonna get I just, I just dancing around the rabbit. We're gonna hole start right getting now. into some of the uh, heavier stuff right now to wrap this up. Uh, so let me do the last round of sponsors. And first, I want to mention J.C. Newman Cigar Company, founded in 1895 by Julius Caesar Newman. J.C. Newman Cigar Company is the oldest family premium-owned cigar maker in America. For four generations and 127 years, J.C. Newman has been handcrafting many of the world's finest cigars. J.C. Newman is headquartered in an iconic. 111-year-old cigar factory in the Ybor City National Historic Landmark District, Tampa, Florida. At this factory known as Elber Hall, J.C. Newman rolls premium cigars, including the American by hand, and they also make cigars by hand-operated antique cigar machines. The J.C. Newman Pensa Factory is the second largest in Nicaragua. It's for Brickhouse, Pearl de Mar, El Baton, and Quorum Cigars, as well as Yaguay hand-rolled. J.C. Newman's Diamond Crown, 
Maximus, Julius Caesar, and Black Diamond Cigars are handmade by tobacco lawyer A. Fuente in the Dominican Republic. With its longtime partners, the Arturo Fuente family, the Newmans founded the Cigar Family Charitable Foundation, which supports low-income families in the Dominican Republic with education, healthcare, vocational training, and clean water. Visit jcnewman.com to learn more. And by Casa Cuevas Cigars. The Cuevas family has five generations of experience in cigar making. For many years, they have manufactured cigars for many industry leaders out of their Las Lavas factory in the Dominican Republic. Now, the Cuevas family has brought their very own brand to market with Casa Cuevas Cigars. Try the Casa Cuevas Connecticut, the Casa Cuevas Habano, Casa Cuevas Maduro, La Mandaria, the Patrimonio line, as well as the Cuevas Reserva line. If they don't carry it, be sure to ask your local tailor for Casa Cuevas Cigars. Casa Cuevas Cigars from our casa to yours. We all mentioned Adventura Cigars. Adventura is the first creation by Marcel Noble and Henderson Ventura. Immediately after lighting up the Explorer, the Mexican wrapper will delight the aficionado with its dark chocolate flavor. After a while in pleasure, the Dominican filler will flatter the aficionado pot with wonderful spicy and leathery aromas and unite it with the wooden sweetness of Ecuador. Try Aventura the Explorer and explore the wonderful experience. And we're going to get into our industry deliberation segment sponsored by Gumbart and Tobacco and Trust. There's no deliberation when it comes to Dumbarton's track record since launching in 2015. This has included seven consecutive top three appearances on the Half-Wheel Consensus, including the number one cigar of the year in 2020 with the Mi Carita Tricky Traca. Visit DTC Cigars to find a purveyor that carries the brands of Dumbarton Tobacco and Trust. And then hot off the press, guys, uh, June 2nd, Steve Saka will be on the show. And I'm sure he's going to have a lot to beat me up on so you want and aaron but probably more on yes. me so, so you're not going to want to miss that i'm sure he's going to be uh uh <laughs> it's his opportunity there so uh so jeff a couple of things uh, i want to mention tonight um uh, and they're, they're industry things this could get i don't know if you have something you want to throw in feel free i want to start off with the trade associations right now um and just kind of get your take on how they're doing right now we'll start with the pca right now how do you think the pca is doing what about the trade show? How do you think they're doing? Where, where do you, where's, where's Jeff Borshowitz think uh, they are right now? Well, uh, the trade show is not as good as it has been, of course. I'm actually, and I use the word sad about it. I'm sad that, that, that Altus isn't there, General Cigar, Davidoff, and uh, Drew Estate. And, and I think it's a travesty and could it have been pre prevented? Probably. Um, you know, they, they, they might have had too much of a closed-door policy in, in some of that stuff. Right. But, uh, and what I don't like is the way these companies uh, ran to the TPE because I just, I, I just, I, listen, the Cretec group, they're great people. Right. They're great business people. But personally, I hate that industry. That I'm sorry. Uh, no, you can talk for that stupid, you know, the, uh, these vape shops and freaking pot paraphernalia and, and, you know, drug paraphernalia. And then what do they have on the sign? Cigars, smoke shop, cigar shop. And you go into nothing but bongs and, and all kinds of bullshit. And I hate it. I really do. Because, listen, my kid's 16 years old. He's working down there. I got no problem with that. I tell people all the time, there's people, probably 100, whatever, 50 people out on the sidewalk smoking cigars. If their wife drives by Corona Cigar or their daughter or their son, they shouldn't be embarrassed that dad is outside smoking a cigar, Corona right. Cigar, in any of our locations. Right. 
Now, if dad's coming out of the, <clears throat> the head shop where they're selling, you know, fake heroin or whatever, the K2 and all this other crazy stuff. Remember, the whole vaping problem started by a bunch of kids dying on it. And why? Right. Because they're trying to get high. Right. Okay. That's not my industry. So when I go to TPE, I really don't want to be next to the booth that's selling piss so you can pass your next drugs test so you don't get thrown in jail when you're on probation. Right. That's not me. I don't want to be around it. I don't want to be associated with it. People want to smoke weed? Fine. Smoke all the weed you want. But don't tell me that the cigar shop is the same as the weed shop. Because there's plenty of good people to smoke By weed. Way, I but actually, there's a, but I there's a bunch of people that I don't want to be and around. I was embarrassed. I'm sorry? I just went into a weed shop recently. Yeah. Not by choice. But uh, basically, my son, my son wanted to go in and get vape. And then he found out, you know, marijuana was legalized in New York. It was like, thought he hit the lottery. And I'm like, why do you want to do this? Like, in my opinion. Yeah. It's a total different vibe. I totally agree with you. It's not what we get downstairs it's in Corona nothing. or other shops. And I, and I am all for legalized marijuana, by the right. way. My father had dementia, <laughs> and it helped him. He had a legal marijuana card. Right. And, and I believe that there's tons of benefits on it. But the pothead lifestyle of just sitting around smoking dope <laughs> and not doing anything is not me, never was me. And any of the guys I went to school with that did that, are still sitting there. It's Bill and Ted's excellent adventure type right. of thing. I, but but some people that can recreational do it, that's fine. Yeah. But I've seen a lot of people that it hasn't. You know who does a good thing about that? Talk to Steve Harvey. Steve Harvey, when he talks about why he smokes cigars and why he smokes cigars with his son. Right. And he says, he goes, because I don't want my kids smoking weed all the time. Right. Because I've never seen it really develop in anything great. No. So. And it's and expensive so, to buy this stuff, by the way. Just you know, It's not cheap. Yeah. So listen, I am not against right, against right. weed, but I but well, I if my kids are smoking weed, they're in trouble. That shit's not going to happen. Well, yeah, they don't. They can't like it's illegal in North Carolina, so you, they can't have it. I mean, but they, like I said, if, yeah, if, if trouble, my yeah. mom has a problem and yeah. weed helps her, I'm going to go take her to the store and get it. Uh -huh. OK, and people shouldn't be criminalized for that. And also, I don't believe that that there should be a bunch of, you know, black guys in jail that were smelling selling weed that are in there for 50 years and who fixed that by the way it was donald trump he's the guy remember kim kardashian went to the in in in, in yeah. uh he's the he's the guy that started do, doing all that getting people in out of jail because there was that three strikes you're out there yeah. and it was targeting those communities so anyway i know i'm getting political on you and this is all about tpe and pca so that's why I'm not a big fan of that show. It's not my industry, but business is business. Right. And there's a lot of business done there, but there's no way you're going to tell me that I'm in some, I can promise you that that right. party by the pool smelled like the weed, like no tomorrow. It didn't smell like a cigar. You, party. you were there, Aaron, right? Aaron, did you smell <laughs> weed at that cigar party? Uh, yes, I did. Of smell course. It. Okay. So when I'm out there smoking cigars at a Davidoff, you know, uh, golden band dinners right. back when they used to do that. I enjoy the aroma cigars. Yep. I don't, when I go hang out at the pool, I don't want to hang out with a bunch of idiots out there and, you know, and, and weed flowing around everywhere. That's not me. Yeah. That's true. So that's why I like the PCA. And that's why I'm upset, though, that the big four aren't at the show. And 
it is what it is. But I'm not going to that TP show. And I also don't like the way I felt I was suckered into it when it first started by the awards they gave out. Interesting. Talk about that more. Well, there's a, what, top tobacco. But worthy awards? I mean, you're worthy of them, right? I understand that. But then you started watching how, after each year, how they gave them out. It was to draw people in. Yeah. Draw people in. Fuente got it this, and the other guy got it here. It was to get the PCA I guys. I some manufacturers came in and out very fast. They now. did, and that's why. Yeah, yeah. Because they caught on to it. Yeah. Okay? So, anyway, it is what it is. Yeah. It's a whole other industry. God bless America. We've got people that are making yeah. money off of it legally, which right. is the way it should be. Right. You know, I believe every one of these smoke shops that sell vape and all should be able to do that. Right. Because the last thing we need to do is be having, you know, people selling us stuff illegally and get yep. thrown in jail when they shouldn't be. So I'm for the industry. Mm-hmm. It's just not me. Right. It's I, not. They're two different industries. Well, That's my point. Remember when it the, shouldn't be a cigar when show. When they were at the IPCPR, like a lot of us didn't like in there either. No, because it shouldn't be there. It's a premium cigar show. Right. But they had, I mean, you guys say IPCPR made the right. They had to draw a line. Saying they couldn't separate themselves as long as they were, you know, they couldn't separate premium cigars as long as they were getting these other things in there and, and that's a whole nother yeah. that's yeah. a whole nother topic yeah but i'm also of the cloth that premium cigar industry when it comes to regulation yeah. should not be such a what's the word i'm looking for exclusive umbrella and not be so gung-ho about mass market being regulated because mass market should be regulated either in my opinion if you're going to try and villainize a Swisher Sweet or a Grape Cigarello, right. but yet say heroin should be legal and hand out needles and, and, uh, and, and say marijuana is legal, but a Grape, a grape Swisher Sweet's not, right. that's crazy. Yeah. And it's the same towns that make it legal to, to smoke weed that are saying you can't buy a Grape Swisher Sweet. Oh, that's true. That's the, this is the world we're living in. It's 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 inverted. It's crazy. Yeah, it's it. I, I don't. I mean, I think my my feeling on that is, weed's gonna have their we. They're gonna. The, it's gonna turn once they once they're done with us, they'll turn to weed. Probably. Yeah. I mean, but think it, about gonna, this scenario right now. Right. You can go to San Francisco. And legally, go buy marijuana, smoke it in the parking lot or in the street, but you cannot legally go buy a grape cigar. Because they ban flavors. Yeah. Now tell me if that makes sense. Doesn't make sense. So you're going to criminalize the guy right. that buys a grape cigar, but whatever, almost like uh, a glamorize the guy that's yeah. on and over there. It's not. It's we're not talking weed. We're talking about the guys that are passed out from fentanyl and heroin. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've yes. gone and seen this this freaking the zombie thing that they do. And think that, oh, there's no problem. Let's just give them more money for it and, and free needles. Yeah. So anyway, we're dancing around the rabbit hole again. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> All right. Let me turn to the other uh, association that you helped found, CRA. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. I have been really disappointed with what I'm seeing with CRA over the last few months. And uh, I'm kind of curious to see the organization that you found, uh, where you think they're at right now. I haven't paid that much attention to it, to yeah. be honest with you. Yeah. So I don't know what what it, what issue is it that you're 
well, when they put, when they were starting to put, like their social media account doesn't mm-hmm. seem to align with their strategy. And I'm seeing their social media account have originally memes, which there was some controversy over the memes. I'm, it's not the memes that bother me. It's just that they're not putting up, like they're not communicating calls to action. They're not communicating advocacy. Instead, it's like pictures of cigars and memes. And I'm like, well, I, I just don't think that's, there, there are places you could do Good that. Point. Why are we, why is, and, and look, you I should could, do both though. I, memes, I get that. I, and I'm okay with that. Because the memes both. help, you know, get people to share and, and look I, at your stuff. Agree, but you got to put, I mean, PCA has done a very good job with their Instagram account, by the way. I'll, I'll give them that. I think they really cleaned it up and it, they do a good job of promoting advocacy events and stuff like that. But, but CRA, I, I don't, I, they seem, right, right now they seem rudderless, Jeff. I got to be honest with you. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't rudderless a few years ago. We, That's because I was the chairman. I know, but people can criticize going loop, but it wasn't <laughs> It wasn't like like I'm seeing now, so I'm just saying. Yeah, so I don't know. I, I don't know what to say on that. Okay. Fair enough. But I do think uh, calling them to the mat over the memes is excessive. I, but I, I think the meme was not as much the issue as what are they doing? Yeah. Is that I, was where my issue Right. And I, know some and, people, and I beat this one the nausea. I know on several shows already. Uh, I mean, some people, you know, went over the top about this meme. It's like, yeah, man. yeah, they're getting offended over nothing. I mean, do you think CRA they, should merge with the exactly? They were getting offended. <laughs> it, it was it was over a big, absolutely about, nothing, right? But 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 I agree with you that sometimes I feel like I am the voice of of battling the the anti cigar crowd. And, and, and that's because I'm in a position that first, I, you know, I'm not, not going to yeah. get fired for my opinions. Yep. Second, um, if you try to cancel me, I don't, honestly don't care because the country in our, if you try and cancel me over this stuff that I'm fighting over, I'm the guy that's battling for the freedom for us to smoke a damn cigar. Yep. Now, I'm in a Democrat county. My, my, my cigar store is downtown Orlando. It's nothing but Democrats. I'm active politically, and I'm friends with the Democrats. But they also – here's how it works. If you're in a one-party system, which is what right. we have, okay, and if you don't have the, the, the Jeff Borsowitzes of the world right. to push back on the party of eight that run the entire city or county – they go crazy. That's how the anti-tobacco yeah. people ban cigar bars. That's how they ban flavor cigars. Right. You got to have that guy in the community that's willing to tell the Democrats, say, listen, guys, you can't do this. This is nuts. You know, it's hard to defend that position. If I just told you that I can go buy marijuana and not have a problem, but you're going to throw me in jail for buying a grape cigarillo. Right. And when you do this and you're willing to do it at a city council meeting or county commission, right. and it's on TV and the press is there, they don't want to look like fools because there's plenty of other issues right. they got to deal with. The only reason they take up these little tobacco deals is because there's a bunch of high schoolers there trying to get something on their resume for their college to say, yeah, I was part of this. You know, it's all this nonsense that they do. And so you get the, when you get in the room and you push back, they run. They run. It's what happened to me in Sarasota. That one city council try, person that tried to bring it up about, you know, wanting to smoke outside. We fought back. And guess what? They shrunk. 
and said, okay, I was yeah. just bringing it up for this. No, it's because you were fixing to get made real, yeah. real stupid when I got a bus station across the corner, across the street, and when I, and the landlord's there with me, and we said, we walked the premise. What do we see? I see drunk, passed out homeless guys on the sidewalk pissing in their pants, and yet you're going to tell me you don't want a cigar bar here that's bringing in high-end clients right. and bringing things to the city? Mm -hmm. It makes them look stupid, right. and that's why you got to show up. You got to fight back. And so, so, yeah, I do it. And my customers that are Democrats, I said, listen, what do you want to do? Do you want, do you want to be able to smoke a cigar or not? Right. If, you, if you don't want to smoke cigars, fine, then, then do this, and, 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 and we'll all go away. Because yeah. what we do in, in, in Orlando here in Florida, actually, is illegal in half the states. You realize that? Oh, we yeah. cannot do this in oh. Chicago. Oh, I know. We can't do this in San Francisco. We can't do this in New York unless we're grandfathered in. Yep. And so that's why we fight. No, it's true. And so, yeah, I'm willing to take the, the hits. And by the way, if people don't believe that Jeff has Democratic friends, right? Yeah. To my far left is a picture of Jeff with his favorite Democrat, President yeah. Joe Biden, on the wall there. I got a humor sign right there from Joe Biden. Wow, look at that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm probably the only guy that has a presidential humor. I'm looking at it right there. Yeah. Signed by yeah, Joe so, Biden. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so good job. I mean, I remember you took some crap over that, right? You know, that you met with Biden from, but I think it was a good thing that you did that. Yeah. Listen, you got to understand how politics are. And this is yeah. what people don't understand. Politicians are like lawyers. When they get done fighting each other in court, they go freaking drinking. They they exchange clients and stuff. They, you know what I mean? It's a yeah. business. Yeah. Politics is unfortunately is a business yeah. too. It really is. Yeah. And the and you're never going to get solutions to the problems yeah. unless there's discussion and and some discourse because that's how you get to where it should be. Yeah. You've got to see it through the other guy's eyes. You got to walk in the other person's shoes, and that goes for both parties. Right. But the problem is, is that most conservatives, the reason they're conservatives, they don't want to get involved in it. You follow me? Yep. They just want to be left alone. Yep. Yeah, Democrats that. are activists. They're activists. They want to ban everything. Interesting. They're activists. They yep. want to control your life. Whereas conservative by nature is the exact opposite. So if you're an activist, you actively want to keep people from eating beef. Or if you actively want to keep people from smoking cigars. Or if you actively want to keep them from driving a car that runs on gasoline, you go out and do stuff. You know, you throw red blood all over yourself and lay yeah. down in front of a truck going into a slaughterhouse. Or you, you know, stand in front of a cigar shop and, you know, oh, your smoke's killing me or whatever. That's what they do. That's called activism, right? Conservatives don't do that. Become a conservative. <laughs> all right. So we kind of along the lines, and uh, we talked about the flavor. Okay, we know what's happening with flavored right now. What's your opinion on the industry's fight on flavors right now? They should protect flavors. You think they're protecting 100%. flavors? 100%. But they're... you think they're doing that? No. Well, Swisher is, I'm sure. I'm sure Swisher is. They... I mean, a lot of the industry was very quiet on that language um, that came out in, that, in the notice. of. In what way? Well, the whole thing about characterizing flavors is going to affect their marketing, right? Quiet as in not minding that it gets banned or well, quiet I mean, as in Swisher, I get Swisher. It's the biggest bit. It's a big part of mm -hmm. business. So they made a statement. But I think a lot of people just really didn't pay much attention to it. It seems like they're worn out. It's not that they don't pay attention to it. Yeah. This is what happens with with government organizations. They're like the tally man. 
they say, you know, you guys got the watches, but we got the time. Mm-hmm. And that's the way the government associate yeah. organizations work. FDA is the same way. Yeah. They watch administrations change. They watch political parties that are in control right. change. This has been dragging on for now 14 years. Yep. Okay. And we're really not much further. And we still there. have a definition of That's a right. premium cigar, by the way. 14 years. Which I, I keep. Okay. Yeah. People's attention span is, is, is wearing out. Yep. But guess whose mission's not ending? The FDA. Because why? Because they keep getting money. Right. They keep getting money. It never ends. That's the thing about yeah. the government. Right. They never want the governments never get smaller. It always yeah. gets bigger. So when you have the t- Center for Tobacco Products, it always gets bigger. It yep. doesn't stop. Right. So they're, you know, they're going to continue. They don't care if it takes 25 years to do the flavoring ban. Right. Because they all got a job. And when COVID happened, when other people were, you know, worried about their paycheck, they didn't worry about it. They just didn't have to go to work. They're all getting paid. Yeah. So these guys, that's, you know, that's how governments work. So this is going to drag on longer. And that's why people in the cigar industry is like, man, I've been hearing about this for 12 years. Next. You know what I mean? And they kind of checked out. Yes, I could see that. I, but I, but I flavor should be protected. Here's why. Right. I do my top 25 sales thing I'll just every year. Go with that. Yep. Right? And what's in it every year? Acid. Acid. Always. Right. Uh, Sweet Jane was a new one that popped way up this year. Mm-hmm. Okay. Groovy Blue Tatiana's we sell a ton of. And yet, no one's going to come in our store here and say it's not premium cigar smokers. They are. What happens is, if we're socializing, and you and I want to go to the cigar shop, and you might not really smoke cigars. But occasionally do all right you smoke an acid while i'm smoking a whatever a 20 acre farm and you're going to enjoy it uh, or you're going to smoke a sweet jane and so it 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 helps the industry it helps the business my first cigar uh, when i was young like 20 something years old was a swisher sweet at my sister's wedding all right of course i moved up from there but nowadays the first cigar is not a swisher sweet anymore right. first cigar is an acid or a or a vanilla cigar or whatever. And the good part is, is that if they're, these are true premium cigars, it's hand rolled, mm-hmm. it's got a you know, good filler, yep. good wrapper. They're, you know, eight, 10, $12. They're not cheap. So it's, it's, it's just another segment. You know, these are people that start with dessert instead of going into the main course. You know what I'm saying? It's yep. kind of what it's like. Yep. And so it's important for the industry. And flavor should be protected. And once again, I don't know of any person that's that's harmed by a premium cigar's flavor. What damage is it doing in society? You know, the argument was always about you know kids smoking, uh, you know, vanilla cigarettes or whatever. Um, and honestly, they've moved on from that. Listen, right? I told you, we're sixteen. They'll tell me what the kids are doing. Yeah, you know what they're smoking? Vapes. Yeah, that's. Like I said, that's what my, that's my kid what went up to New York. He wanted to get vape juice. Right. So and, uh, yeah, and that's he was surprised to see marijuana. It just got legalized two days beforehand. Right. So flavored yeah. cigars aren't even aren't even yeah. an issue. Yeah. And they do the studies. They have all the money in the world. They can study the high schools. The high schoolers aren't buying flavored yeah. cigars. They're doing, you know, whatever mix of vape. Right. But, Jeff, I got to imagine, let's say, let's, what's this? 
hopefully the doomsday taste doesn't happen. That effect, that's a huge impact it's going to take on your business. I mean, if you if that segment of market's going, like wiped out on you. I mean, yeah. So that's why we should protect it. Yeah, I think, yeah. We should fight it. I think we. I think we were. I actually. I, I'm gonna. I think we were just very lackadaisical in fighting this. Before, it, it, yeah, we remember, very, it goes back to cigar. You gotta understand the mindset of cigars, right? You know why people come to Corona Cigar and smoke cigars to get away from all the BS. Yep. To get away from yep. all the CNN and the nonsense yep. and everything else, they're here to talk to their buddies and smoke cigars and hang out. And this is their escape. For this is their this is their two hours of man. Me, you know, this is my good time. Yep. And what do you want to do when you talk good when you're when you're doing that? You don't yep. want to you know be Debbie Donner and let's talk about FDA and yep. stuff. So that's the that's that's why. Yeah. And it goes back to the same thing. It's it's you know, you've got people that that's their job. Yeah. And whereas the people that are enjoying the product, it's like that's not what we're that's not their thing. Yeah. So it is a problem and that's why you need uh you know, industry associations to do it. However, I just keep thinking that um uh, the premium cigar industry should be more uh em embracing of premium flavored cigars. I, I that I agree with. I totally agree with that. Along the lines of this um, has come this other thing and this whole responsible marketing thing. We shouldn't be marketing, which is consider the kids. I know your feelings on that. That's not really what you know what are my feelings? You don't know. Okay, I'll ask you. What yeah, are you feeling? Because I, I mean I followed that stuff what was okay. going on. I like Reese. I think he's a a super smart guy. He, he didn't ban me from media, by the way, because I got something from him today. So <laughs> I actually think, you know what? I, I read his posts all the time because I do think he's one, a, a very smart guy. Uh, and by the way, I have nothing. I have nothing. And that risky, I think, is a small part of the problem. Right. I, don't I was going to say he got he took he a is, lot of lumps. He is. And, it's and big, there's, there's bigger issues. There's tons of this stuff. Yeah, there's bigger issues. I mean, there's not bigger issues, more issues than that. I mean, there's a candy bar cigar, right? Yeah. OK. I don't agree with it that I meaning I don't agree with marketing. All I'm saying is that why hand stuff to the FDA to use against this? It's, yeah. So um, that's why I kind of said, I kind of know that what you're feeling on. So that. my feeling is that uh, I, I flavored products are, are great, but um, just think like the enemy thinks and the enemy, I don't want to give him bullets to shoot right. us with. Right. So I'd prefer, that's why I won't have, I won't put any of that stuff in my store right. because I'm the guy that invites, you know, the local news to come here anytime you want. Right. You know, we'll get in front of a camera yep. on any yep. issue, whatever it is, that, because yep. press, that's free press. Why, you know, you spend $10,000 for a, you know, 60 second commercial. Right. Why don't you just let the press come here right. and I'll get it for free. But when they come in, I damn sure don't want a camera having B-roll of, uh, and you know that's uh, what they're gonna do. Of course. So, so that's why I wouldn't I wouldn't have any of that in my okay. store. I and this is going back to the to the flavors. I thought that, like, I was really disappointed. And Bear went on a tirade on this Tuesday night that Cigar Fishing didn't cover the flavor ban, and uh, basically mainstream media was covering that, like, everywhere you went, you saw you could go to mainstream media, and Cigar Fishing didn't give an opinion on that. At Interesting. All. And and I, and I Bear was on a tirade on this. Was mainstream media covering the menthol ban or 
or Both. flavors. They will cover them. Now, with yeah, the you're right, because you know what? People sent me a lot of those cigar band, flavoring bands. Uh, I was busy during that two-day news cycle. Right. So I didn't even comment on it, but I saw there was something else cooking that. Right. that was, no, look, I PCA did this statement and all that saying, you know. But you're but, right. They should have. But, but Cigar Fish Channel, I would expect, like, Bear was livid. I mean, he just Well, but Cigar Fish Nato is a purist magazine. Yeah. And I get that. Remember, it's called cigar aficionado yeah but you gotta let so people know it's, you're the number one source in the cigar media yes but it's also they're the they're the the upper yeah. echelon if there is one right okay so um maybe i don't know yeah what what happened know. was and i'm this is mainstream media basically and i and what i do now is you have a lot of access to local news with like uh internet tv like caputo and tubi i watched all all, all this through all the local stations and all of them like looking at this is, yeah, this is good news, and that's how it was spent. This is good, that's and, and nothing was nothing came from a big one of our big news sources. That's because the globalists own all the news channels. Uh, it's unfortunate, but that's why I was. That's why I think Bear was very critical of them as well, saying, "Look, doesn't matter. The, the 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 news is already uh, uh, yeah. It's a it's an arm of the Democratic but, but, Party, which is what's pushing the flavor bans. So they're not going to say anything yeah, well, that goes against it." There's no doubt that yeah, there's no doubt there was bias on that. Yeah. So that's why they didn't call yeah. to get an opinion. But that's why a lot of people are like, if 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 you're someone who's a casual smoker, probably you're not going to a cigar coop or developing pallets or half wheels. You're probably going to cigar aficionado to learn about what's going on. And I think that was where they missed the boat. If you're a cigar smoker. If you're a cigar smoker, yeah. Or even a casual smoker. That's what they're gonna look at. I mean you look I at agree. The, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but back to the whole responsible marketing. So we, we got your feelings on that. But my question to you was, now the PCA wants to get involved with self-regulation. What are your thoughts on self-regulation? I, I kind of think we need to look at what they're proposing as self-regulation. Listen, we've already got enough. You, you got a card, everybody that has to come in. Yeah. Every online sale yeah. you do on coronacigar.com, there's Baratod where we got to take all your information. And if the stuff doesn't line up with the age verification, we can't send you your order. Yep. So, you know, what more do you need than the strict carding that's required in a, for age verification? What else do well, we need? And you, by the way, your website has some of the strictest age verification I've seen. Tell me about it. So so I, I've gotten rejected by it a few times. I, know, I, know. I don't like that. Which, but, but I but, understand why it's there. Yeah, because the credit card companies yeah. tell us if we don't have that, that they're going to knock us off. Yeah. And I've already, and we already had Operation Choke Point that the Democrats did that took away our bank accounts oh, during were, the Obama you were, administration. You were a direct victim of that. Yeah. yeah. I lost the personal one, lost the Corona cigar. Yeah. You know, that's the other thing people don't, oh, right. I didn't know the Democrats. Yeah, they right. did. It's called Operation right. Choke Point. Look it up. So, so my, that's why we have to have yeah. that tight rules because we are or for us, because otherwise they'll, they're looking for any excuse to take away your yeah. credit card process. But the question is, should the industry be spending cycles on this, right? Because like here was a good Aaron, you, you saw the one last week on cinnamon fireball cigar. Correct. Which was this is and here's why cinnamon fireball is the name of a of a liquor. They're gonna get sued over that, I'm sure. No, they no, no, it's 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 in with it's collaboration. It's a collaboration. Oh, I was gonna say so, it's yeah, they, right. so it's a total collaboration. Now, if you don't know what cinnamon fireball is, you may look at that saying, Wow, here here you go. Like, and there were some people that didn't know that, but on the other hand, if you did know what it like like, and that's one of these things, how, you know, these, how do you self-regulate? First off, what I, I'm not familiar with this cigar. So Fireball is coming out with a flavored cigar. Working with General. 
They're working with General. And it's going to be General did that. Yeah. And, and it is going to be a cinnamon flavored cigar. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. But do you have like now, does it have to go to like, does General have to like get a blessing of a trade associate? I mean, I don't see how you can. Of course not. That. I don't see how you. For, that's where I'm going. I, I don't. How can you have self-regulation if, if, if I just, that's why I asked you. What, what do you say to them? What is the, re, what is the regulation that they're proposing? Well, let, okay. And, and here's a hypothetical because they've talked a little about this. If they, if general goes back to the trade show, let's assume that, right. And they put that on display. Will someone say, well, you know what? We don't think this should be on display anymore. Yeah. This is ridiculous. Yeah, that's where I get kind of, I, and I think it's that's just, nanny state within the own industry. And look, that's Riste's argument, by the way. And he's, and he's not wrong on that. Right. I, I get that. Yeah. I, I just don't, I think it's impractical to do it. I, I applaud the PCA for awareness on this, but I, I do, I, I do. And I agree with you. Awareness is good because, yeah. because people need, here's what happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember reaching out to Matt Booth when we were, we were we were sending in actively engaged with the FDA when I was running the CRA. We were actively engaged with 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 the FDA. That's when Henry Max Waxman was going after. He's the guy that that was the the main driver of going after the flavored cigar category because right. he was furious about right. the clove cigarettes that basically changed the paper yeah. to homogenized tobacco paper and called it a cigar. And Waxman was on that, like, yeah, in, 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 because Kennedy had died. So it was the Kennedy Waxman. Bill. Right. So anyway, so Henry Waxman's, you know, far left Democrat out of California was going crazy telling the FDA, now you need to regulate cigars. And so we were, we were actively engaged with these guys. And, you know, they were saying all this marketing to kids and all this stuff. And so Matt Booth came out with something that looked like a cereal. Uncle box. Lee. Uncle Lee cigar. And I said, and I, and I, reached out to some men please get rid of this because we're over there telling we don't market the kids and you know they that the the tobacco people always go back to joe cameron that's Uh, that's the that is the that's the catalyst that they use to get fda regulation of cigarettes saying they market the kids and that's what joe camel is for so we we can't we can't give them the ammunition that they use to take down the cigarette industry in in, down the path of regulation so um that's why the next that was a while ago right yeah that was Day was not even in the cigar right. industry then right. as well as a lot of other yeah. people that are in it you know the, the yeah. this next generation of cigar right. guys were not around during that time they weren't around during the joe camel days of 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 you know the the testimonies in front of congress yeah. when the cigarette companies got drug into the into congressional yeah. hearings so you got to remind this new generation of guys what has been used against us in and what yep. what we've been arguing for the last 15 years. So please don't yeah. don't hand them the bullets that they're going to shoot at us. Yeah. And so we we do need to to you know that's just listen, you know I don't know what happened in the 60s I wasn't born, right? But we do you and I do remember I don't know if we remember Joe Camel commercial but we knew we all knew who Joe Camel was as a kid. Yeah, but yeah. we're older. We're older now, but I'm just saying there are people, you know, 35 who have no clue. That's my point. Yeah, yeah. And so that's why we have to educate them why you don't want to have. Uh, let's let's think of some other creative marketing yep. other than using something that mimics a kid's cereal box or, uh, you know, the munchies. I don't 
to me, when I see munchies, I'm thinking about that's what, you know, after people smoking weed there, they go out eating <laughs> yeah. munchies now. But but at the same token, if that's the litmus test, these same left wing Democrats are the ones saying everybody should be able to smoke weed. Right. So who cares? However, if you're using munchies to make it look like a candy bar or candy, that's the argument that they use against us all the time yeah. that we're marketing the children with, you know, flavoring candy flavored so they, they love that candy flavored cigars and right one company that's doing that left and right and then we, and then we actually make it look like candy and it's like come on man we're handing them the argument yeah. here but we can we can we always argue when i say we when i was with cra and stuff is that coffee vanilla chocolate cherry these are adult flavors i'll prove it to you look at the back bar of any bar and look at what flavored yeah. vodkas they have. And if you're telling me that adults don't eat chocolate ice cream, you know they do, yeah. right? So this is so you're so that's the argument we would use against yeah. this. But you know when you're using cartoon figures, that's why they went after Joe Camel. Yeah, you know they made it. It was you know you look at a pack of camels. It was a it was a camel, right? Yeah. But when you animate them and make them look like something that would be on Saturday morning cartoons. That was what the argument was. Yeah. And so, so anyway, yeah. I think we're, you know, maybe this was all for the good so that the next new guy, because there's tons of new guys coming out with brains, right. right? Right. Let's just don't do anything that, that could hurt us. Right. I, I don't think anyone's arguing that if you want to make, say, a cigar taste like a chocolate bar, that's fine, right? I mean, because that's a flavor that certainly a sense is going to be. But if you put it into a Snickers package, which has happened. That's where it's becoming a problem. I where, agree. That's, that's silly. where the visibility is going to come. Exactly. That's yeah. and, and and what you have to understand what a FDA hearing or, or looks like when they do these after public comment and they come out with their proposed right. rules and stuff. They'll show, you know, exhibits. Yeah. And you don't want your Snickers right. candy bar cigars exhibit A. You follow me? Right. Now it's a small batch, <laughs> but I get it. But you know, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. These yeah. people are looking yeah. for it. You gotta yeah. remember they have thousands of employees, yeah. tons of money, and they say, Hey, your job today is to just go on Google and search for an image of a candy bar flavored uh packaged yeah. cigar. I, I could tell you I you know, Aaron, I I don't know how much you get, but you know, there's interesting Google search text we could pick up or search text we could pick up sometimes. So yeah, it's not a lot. I'm not saying it's a lot, but it's not, but but it, I've seen it from time to time. You know, we could see who's, you know, but uh, I, I agree with you on that. It's, um, it, you know, and look, look, that whole NASA report, they went after Drew State and Fuente. Now, Drew State, they went after over that party event marketing, which I don't. You know, someone else has told me about it. I haven't seen this report. Uh, I'll send you a link for it. Yeah. Cause it, 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 yeah, it's a, it's a detail. I want to read it because I heard it, it went after Drew State hard. They went after Drew State hard. And I would like to look at it because we got a big event tomorrow or, or whatever. Yeah, it was I'm over. I'm curious what they're trying was, to say. They said that these things were like, uh, these festivals were attracted because look, Drew Estate has a younger marketing angle um, to it, but Drew Estate will also not sell the ticket unless you're 21. Right. So I I don't know if what kind of age verification they've had with any of this stuff. Um, they use Eventbrite, so I think there's something on Eventbrite that does that. So so maybe they do that. Um, but Please other, send that to me tonight because I just yeah. in case I get okay. uh, I'll asked get to by I'll get to tonight. some lunatic that shows up at the farm here with a camera. <laughs> I yeah. won't look like the guy. Put, listen, right. the, the thing is what I do. Yeah. If somebody were to do that, right, come to the farm with a camera and, and try to get, you know, yeah. ask us about marketing kids or whatever it is. Yeah. Or 
I'm not the guy that's going to put my front of hand in front of the camera until I get off the property. Yeah. I want to say, no, take a look. Come on. Let yeah. me show you what's going on. Yeah. I think that's a, that's, and that's the right because way. Because that's what we do is we educate them on it. Right. And then I'll make them look like total right. effing idiots. Right. Now, it doesn't matter. Will they show it? Who knows? But if you're trying to tell us we're marketing kids, I say, come on. Yeah. Let's take a look. Show me how many kids are here. Right. There will be one, my son. Right. But this is a family business. It's a farm. It's his farm. Okay. That's it's his a farm. farm. It's That's a, right. I mean, guy drives a tractor around. That's right. He was getting people out of the mud one right. year. I remember that. <laughs> so, so you know, and and I'll defend that. Yeah. But, but, uh, so anyway. Yeah. And the other one was Fuente. They went after the, you know, the iconic father son ad. Mm -hmm. They put, they went after it because they said it was in an airport magazine and people and so, the kids on the plane could pick it up. A magazine on the plane. These are the same kids that can take testosterone blockers right. when they're six years old, but can't see a father and son in a cigar tobacco field. Right. That's, that's was this was, that's what they, it's, so the report, and it's a big, I'll send you the link to it. It's a big file. So, but you'll be able to find it very easy. You can do quick searches in it and you'll be able to find it. Can I watch the movie cuties on the plane? I have tried to watch that movie. Okay. On a plane. I'm a, uh, it's a good this, this, These are the, this but is how you answer those questions. Right, uh, those same people uh, that saying, they say that stupid stuff that Carlito Fuente and his father in a magazine ad yeah. is a problem, but yet yeah. I can watch cuties on the plane yeah. or something else that's crazy that the kids shouldn't be watching yeah. or watch little Nas X with his video music video where he's having anal sex with the devil. Have you seen that video? I know. I, okay. I couldn't bring myself. to. So this watch. is why you have to be prepared to talk to these people because right. you will make them look so stupid. Right. They'll be like, man, I wish I wouldn't yeah. ask those questions. Yeah. That's how you answer those questions. Exactly. Yep, fair, it's a fair point. Yeah, I mean, you've done that. I know it. Was it? Didn't you meet an FDA person at one of the trade shows one year? And yeah, yeah. of course. Yeah, I, I dissected that. a cigar and showed it to him. They were that, amazed. Yeah, I remember that. They thanked us for us. Yeah, that was at the TPE show. Yeah, right across from the place selling piss, so you can pass your <laughs> yeah. probation test and go not go yeah. back to jail. Right. Exactly. Exactly. All right. So, Aaron, anything else, Jeff? Do you have anything else you want to go on a soapbox about? Or no, I don't. I don't. I, you know me, I don't go on a soapbox. <laughs> oh, no, good. <laughs> uh, so that's good. So, Jeffrey, I want to thank you very much for the hospitality. This is, I'll, I'll uh, look forward to seeing you this weekend. Uh, quick programming notes for next week on Tuesday. Uh, Bear put together the show for Tuesday because I was dealing with some stuff, obviously, at the time we were doing it. So, he actually has gotten Pete Johnson and George Brightman on the show together. Nice. Uh, kind of rekindling the old uh, Draper dialogue stuff. So uh, stay tuned for that show. That'll be Tuesday night. And then next Thursday night, um, Aaron, you won't be here. Correct. Um, I don't know who's co-hosting that yet. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe Bear, because uh, ben, ben and Aaron Nielsen both uh, were double booked. I found oh, okay. Uh, but I think it's going to be Bear, and we're going to have Terrence Riley on. So, uh, uh, And I will be addressing the question on why Terrence Riley did not invite me to Clutch Burger. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so that will be, uh, and it's a real bur By the way, this clutch burger place that Terrence talks about, Jeff. I'm not familiar with. Tell me a, about it. Place, tell me more. It's a place in Miami. I can just tell you the, the meat is fantastic. I mean, that's the key thing with a burger is the meat. It's an independent place. Independent family, uh, local guy. Terrence is like basically the biggest spokesperson. Interesting. Um, it, it is a really good burger, but I wasn't invited. I had a bear and I had to invite ourselves to it. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> so gonna... while, while you're in Orlando, though, if you're trying to do burger stuff, there is a place called Beth's Burger Bar that I've heard good things about. I've heard, I've heard about someone else told me about this. Yeah. So you may want to give it we're a gonna, shot because that's like our version of a 
I've, I've seen a lot of good things about it, but I haven't been there. So. Yeah, I'm going to wait for my, my boys to get into yeah. town on, on Saturday. So, uh, and I'm going to, but they get in right after I, I'll be probably as I get out of the barn smoker, they'll be uh, at, the, at the house and I'm sure they're going to want to, so I may have them drive out. Uh, yeah, maybe I'll have them drive out here. So, uh, but all good. I'm looking forward to this weekend's events. Yeah. Um, and definitely looking forward to seeing you soon. And uh, I'm glad to be on the show. Aaron, it's been great seeing you again. I haven't seen yeah, you in a while. Here. See you in July. I miss, I miss some of the uh, pairing shows that you guys have done. Yeah, I gotta yeah. get bring them back. That was one of the good things about during the the lockdown <laughs> yeah. that we we had a uh, uh, it was we had access to that because yeah. now that things are going, those same yeah. people that I mean we had master distillers on and owners yeah. of companies. My, my so. wife doesn't tune into this show. Mm -hmm. Maybe, but she tuned she in for a couple. Look, Have us tune in tonight, man. We did she, some off the wall stuff. I'll tell her that. <laughs> I'll tell her. But she did tune in for a couple of those shows and was like uh, the Lord Carnivore show. I know she did. Yeah, that was for. cool, right? Yeah. And she's like, this is really cool. Like, uh, she goes, why is it so dark there? I'm like, it's like <laughs> four in the morning or yeah. something. They're doing it's like, yeah. so, but it was good. So she enjoyed that. So, so again, yeah. uh, Aaron, thank you as always. Yep. Thanks to our audience. Uh, by the way, uh, I'll close out the show. I want to, Thank the Philadelphia 76ers for their participation in the 2022 NBA playoffs. Um, you can pick up your commemorative Go Heat shirt because I'm, I'm now rooting for the Heat. So. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, so, all right. so who's playing? It's going to be Heat and who? Uh, the winner of Boston and Milwaukee for the semifinal. Nice. Yep. So, uh, you know, uh, Sixers are my team. But, you know, hey, we were the underdog. We played so bad in game five. We didn't deserve to win the series. So better team won. Yeah. Alan's going to blame the coach. <laughs> so uh he hates the coach but that's okay uh but we're good well quick plug thank you for everybody that supported uh fsg any of our cigars the 20 acre farm and everything we really appreciate it you know that uh what we do is a passion project and uh without uh without you know the the great reception we've had for people appreciating the, the tobacco uh, we wouldn't be able to do what we do so so thanks it's what keeps us going to yeah. be honestly yeah it's the uh there are some days where you know, it's interesting when you, you had one of your ratings, too. I had a really bad day at the farm. That, that was day. Ben who did that review. And Ben's been tough on cigars. Uh, yeah. I mean, I had a really bad day at F1. Yeah. It, you know, like, in, like there was no workers at all. Right. And there's a lot of stuff to do. Right. And I'm like, man, I'm exhausted. I can't really walk. And I saw mm -hmm. that. And that made that was like that was like the, the freaking bolt of that was like going into the pit stop and getting new, right. new tires and gas in the car. That's good. And so. uh that meant a lot. Yeah, it really did. So uh, I appreciate the, uh, the 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 feedback and, and the and the support and the and the kind words from uh, from folks that enjoy the the tobacco. No, and just comment. <clears throat> I actually may have smoked my two favorite sizes tonight. Now the Bellicoso and the Gordo. This is the first time I've had either of these sizes. This Gordo is really good, Jeff. I mean, it's so you a, did fire the six. I, I yeah. intentionally brought that six by sixty to you because I don't normally smoke that yeah. size cigar. And I had one, I picked one up yeah. and I smoked it and I, and I called Willie that as I was driving, I said, Willie, man, you have to believe this. I'm smoking this six by 60. It, I it said, is. this thing's incredible. I said, I don't know what it, it, it really, I told, I, him, I, I, I told him what cigar it made me think of. And I said, wow, Willie, this is amazing. Cause yeah. he did all the blending. Yeah. And uh, so the six by 60 is the Robusto tastes like one particular cigar that I won't mention the name. The 660 tastes like another particular I'm going to have to cigar. figure that out. Yeah, I do have some 60s at home on this, too, so I'm really looking forward to this. But this this was a, this was a, I mean, in the Bella Cosa. You don't have the cigar that tastes like. 
unless you have a farm world from right. from uh, okay from uh, Cuba. Yeah, there's yeah. a guy there, uh, Hector Prado. I've been to his farm. Have you had his farm rolls? Oh, they're incredible, and he does 60s there. There you go. I've got some right in there. Yeah, yeah. and I'm telling you, I'm like this thing reminds I me of Hector Prado's 665. I bought 20 of those down there. I I went over my I I was down there when they saw the hundred dollar limit. And uh, I bought a ton. I mean, you should. Was, yeah, amazing. Was gone. They're all gone. I mean, I right? smoked every one of them. I still have some. Yeah, and so when I smoked it, I said, I said, really, man, this thing reminds me of that cigar. I, and so. Uh, I can't disagree. I could see it in the same way. Yeah. Room. And, I, and you know, I'm not saying it's the same cigar, but it, it immediately my brain went to that yeah. cigar. So yeah. that's what it tastes like. So uh, so anyway, that's why I pulled it, because I normally don't smoke a 660. No, it was, but, it was good. So was, anyway. I, I hadn't tried it, so I wanted to. So, um so but one thing so when you read aaron's review of the fsg mm -hmm. make sure it's not on a bad day Wait, i don't know if you reviewed it yeah i should say that we uh, we're we're in the process of smoking it so like i said finished so the review the deal, don't 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 do it on bad day. <laughs> those guys okay all right they're hard you're, on you're just putting my reputation out there you don't even know what i thought of the cigar yet i don't i'll just put <laughs> aaron do you have a reputation of being a ball buster on reviews oh yeah I think I'm probably hating everything. I'm yeah. Well, he, was I'm, a big, he was a big FSG guy, like the earliest guy. Who's, and I remember it was on your top yes. 25. Yeah, you were absolutely. Big. Yeah, the uh, uh, yeah the Cordoba, the Cordoba Morales, you know, the FSG stuff has yeah. been on our list and stuff like that. Yeah, we're 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 big FSG fans. I, I, pick, I picked up that based on your review actually. Yeah. Cordoba tonight. Yeah. So why are you known as being such a tough guy on on? Because I, I'm just honest. Like well, you, you know. Yeah, I just. I, you know, I, I say what I think if, if it's an average cigar, it's an average cigar. It's... Here's where he gets beat up on him fairly. Like, there's not a lot of cigars that Aaron said, this is a piece of garbage, right? He's right. Just like, he's like, it's average. I don't know if I'm going to come back to it. That, that's kind of where he is with that. Yeah. The, the Seth is another story. I won't go with Seth, but he'll, he'll go yeah, I mean, either side. But yeah, and I'm picking on Seth, but no. Yeah, everybody, everybody thinks that their cigar is the best cigar in the world and all this stuff. Yeah, and if yeah, somebody yeah. says it's average, then they get their feelings yeah. hurt. That, that's where that's yeah. that's why I'm, I'm public gonna, I'm enemy gonna, number yeah, one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really like I said, this Gordo I'm, is the biggest surprise of this of the line. Listen, I'm I'm a duck. It rolls off my back. So it's yeah. like you know, everybody not not every flavor is for every person, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Right, so yeah. so uh the only thing on a review that that uh that is not acceptable. Um, in my opinion, is bad construction. If there's bad construction, the factory should have addressed that, should have caught it. Right. And I like to think that we deal with factories that yeah. that isn't an issue yeah. with, right? Yeah. But, but, you know, you really, a customer should never be getting yeah. an underfilled cigar that's canoeing and all yeah. that kind of stuff. Right. You can, you can feel that yeah. when you're, and in and, and today's world too, no one should be getting a plug cigar. You know, with, oh, yeah. everybody should be draw testing it and everything yep. else. And so, those are the two things that aren't subjective. You know, yeah. a plug cigar is a plug cigar, and a cigar that's underfilled in, in canoes yeah. on you is is it is what it is. It shouldn't happen. Yeah, I had a thirty dollars cigar, and Aaron saw the pictures, and it was in the review. This thing was cracking at the seams, and it was in the same humidor as everything else that, yeah. that gets reviewed. I had to review the cigar. Uh, they've asked me to re-review it. We'll see what happens. I have yeah. it. I have it. But uh, yeah, but yeah, I mean, you thirty dollars cigar. How I, I my. I would have been wrong not to put that review out there. Well, it's yeah. good to point it out, but but you know, unfortunately, there are some 
thin tobaccos that that's the problem with. Yeah. You right. need some real thin Ecuador leaves that 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 will split. Yeah, and this and was a very on. fragile. This was a very fragile wrapper that was on. Yeah, so yeah, it's good for them to know. But as the manufacturer, what they probably should do is, you know, hey, we just can't use that thin yeah. of a leaf anymore. Yep. But anyway, well, I I hopefully look forward to the review, but don't feel any pressure. Be honest. You're, hey, you're don't, always on, always honest. Yeah. Guy yep. will never hold back. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but if it is a if it is a bad constructed scar. I, I'll be upset about that one, but I yeah, I don't, I don't think that's the case. Yeah, yeah good. All right. All right. So thanks to everybody. Uh, that's going to wrap up primetime episode 227 into the annals of history for Thursday, May 12th, 2022. Uh, we'll see everybody next week. Take care, everybody. See you guys.